small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey, everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle joining us all the way from Chicago as part of the listener series. We have Mr. I know I'm going to say his name right because he, uh, I ran it by him when we started recording 10 minutes ago and then fixed all the wires. Kevin Hartbarger. Perfect. Kevin, you're, you're, uh, you traveled here just basically to visit a friend, but to do this. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been looking forward to this for a long time. And how long have you been listening to the show? When did you jump in? Um, I've been listening for about two years. My first episode was um, the uh, producer series with Alexi Lawless. Are you a soccer fan? Is that why you found us? No, I um, had you know started listening to a bunch of different podcasts and and wanted to add a music podcast mm-hmm. to my list because I'm a, a huge music fan and you guys just came up in a search I did on my podcast <laughs> app and the, the the episode that was new at a time was was that one and. Um, I'm actually a big Todd Rundgren fan. Oh, okay, Todd cool. Rundgren was your choice for producer. Was that yours or Alexi's? Actually? That was mine. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm into this. And then the episode itself was almost three hours long. And I said, I can, I'm down with the, <laughs> I'm down with a music podcast that goes on and on and on and on. We, uh, some people aren't, you can read the reviews, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, the length it it just happens. The length happens because of whatever the topic is. Yep. Like we did a, we just did a police episode and I thought that that was going to be a super long show and it, it wasn't. Cause it was, they, there were a lot of crossovers. They only have what, like five, five albums. albums right. so. And, and so it was just quick. Mm-hmm. So we don't set out to record for three or four hours, but sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. And usually when, when the listeners are here, we do try to do a, you know, give them their, uh, give them their money's worth yeah so mm-hmm. perfect so that's it you might um, have to talk a little closer to the mic because it's a okay. little echoey but all right other than that it's good. so weird tonight we're having such uh crazy problems i right? mean it's it's mostly cords and wires which are and lions and tigers and bears mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my okay so kevin let's find out about you what's uh can you tell us what your job is you're married. You have two children. Yep, uh, married two kids. Uh, work in advertising in Chicago. Um, Do you write copy? Uh, no, I. Uh, You're I'm, like John Hamm. You're like a madman. I am. Yeah, I basically you drink at work. Yep, show up and <laughs> pour a cocktail at ten o'clock in the morning. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a media guy. I'm the one that goes out and spends the clients' money putting you know all their ads out there on television and the internet, etc. Um, been doing it for about 20 years and you know, it's been, it's fun, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Do you like it? I do. I do. Does it feel like work? Um, a lot of times it doesn't. A lot of times it doesn't. Um, you know, it is a, even though I'm not a creative, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't make the ads. It's still a very creative business and you interact with, you know, marketing is sort of a creative, um, industry in and of itself. So, um, so Yeah. I'd, well, that's I'd great. That's like great. It. I mean, yep. that's what everyone wants. They just want a job where they, uh, where, you know, it's, you don't wake up in the morning and go, uh, right. I wish it was Friday. Yeah. Well, I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone does want to, everyone wants to party on the weekend, right, Kyle? They're working for the weekend, working for the weekend, get an edit, I don't know, get an edible, get a gummy bear sure. and just party. Yeah. <laughs> what, that's... um, so what have you, what did you do today? You've been, you were, uh, you were, you're staying in Burbank. What'd mm-hmm. you do today? 
Uh, we spent the day in Hollywood. I went to Amoeba. And nice. Did you spend any money? I did. I did. Crawled through, um, you know, the clearance CDs and just looking for gems. And did you find anything? Um, yeah, I found. I found a. I found some good stuff. They. I found a. Um, they had a like a box set of Warren Zevon's first five records. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. One package and just the little thin. Um, yeah, the little thin. I have that sleeves, and it was under twenty bucks to get you know his first five albums, yeah. which you know are th- the live albums in there. The Envoy, I think, is in there. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's a deal. I mean, that's a that's a career opening run that right. can't be beat. So that was that was good, and then. Um, you know, I did college radio back in the '90s, so I'm I'm always digging for the kind of obscure artists that we played back then that right. didn't have any staying powers, and uh, found a few of those as well. So it's it's good. It's always, you know, we don't. Um, there's not a lot of stores like that in Chicago anymore. Anymore. No. So and when I'm around, whenever I'm out here, I like to I like going there, yeah. and it's just a cool environment. Yeah, when I was in Chicago, they used to have a there's one in Oak Park. I think it was called Second Spin. I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. And they would, uh, I think new releases were Tuesday that time, at that point, That's right. but they would get them in on Monday and they'd just put them out. So I used to always go there on Monday and if it wasn't out, I'd say, Oh, are you guys getting the new, whatever album in there? Yeah, we haven't. Right. And just sell it. Yeah. I used to love that. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. I have a head cold, really bad head cold to the, uh, to the listeners. Yeah. So. You're laying in, in bed doing this. No, I'm actually in bed. We got a craftmatic adjustable bed here and I'm propped <laughs> up. I got an IV in. No, I'm just trying to keep uh, from coughing and, um, and sneezing and blowing my nose. Cause that's not a good podcast. No. Uh, who are some of your favorite artists? Top uh, three, top three, uh, top three. Um, so I'll, I'll put the Beatles on the side because they're in everyone's. Top, yeah, it's not even like if someone, when someone goes, my favorite band's the Beatles, <laughs> right. I'm always like, uh, okay. Yeah. Really? I never heard of them. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Elvis Costello. Okay, good. Um, New album coming out in a, about a month. Yep, yep. Uh, Neil Young. Okay. And um, gosh, it's a, uh, it sort of depends on the day, but I'll say. Um, I'll say Springsteen. Okay, so how the topic tonight's the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. They're not even in your top three. They they aren't. Well, maybe they're in my top five. Okay, who are the other two? Let me hear who, who's number four. <laughs> um, I, you know, I knew you'd ask this question, so I should have had the uh, answers all queued up. My, I don't even. I can't even answer this question when people ask me. Yeah, I just it it's always different. I don't know who's in my top five. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Like people go, "Is Kiss in your top five? I'm like, no. Are you kidding? I don't even think they're in my top 20. Uh, cheap tricks in there. Yes. Yeah. And you live in Chicago now, so I do. they have to be. Yeah. When you move in, they go, do you like cheap tricks? And if <laughs> right. you say no, that you don't get. Yeah. Know. They give you the, uh, they give you the shirt when you come in with a stenciling on it. And <laughs> it's part of the welcome package. What part of Chicago do you live in? Uh, I live north of the city, so I, I'm in Shermerville. Um, I don't know where Shermerville is. Yeah, is that north where, of Evanston? Well, it's where Ferris Bueller lived. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm in, uh, my town is the town that Shermerville is based on. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Northbrook, Illinois. And is it, it's probably, uh, it's, uh, it's September 22nd, so it's probably snowing there right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I came <laughs> probably out Probably got what you got, three feet of snow? <laughs> that's why I came out here. Uh, what now, you, for Halloween, will your kids dress up as like Spider-Man in a jacket or like, <laughs> yeah, we have tons of Halloween photos of kids just wearing big winter coats and a mask. <laughs> and a mask. Wow, I'm a Ninja Turtle wearing a jacket. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
you should incorporate that jacket into the costume. Like you could say, I'm Kurt Russell from The Thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All bundled up. <laughs> Just a beard, fake beard. Carry a flamethrower thrower around. All right. So why did you choose, uh, why did you choose the Beach Boys? So I think a, a couple reasons. There was, um, there was an, I, I listened to an episode one time and I don't remember what the topic mm. was, but I think there was an offhand comment about the Beach Boys and mm-hmm. how, um, Maybe the, the people on our show are like, oh, you know, I don't really know. I don't know much Beach Boys. And I thought, well, that, that's a good reason to dig in on an artist is, um, you know, I think it'll be good for the listeners. Um, I think the Beach Boys are, um, they're really complex when you go through their catalog. You know, when you see where they, where they started and then how they have evolved over the years. And, um, you know, having someone like Brian Wilson, um, who, you know, is a musical genius, but then also having someone like Carl Wilson who had, you know, brought a lot of heart to the band and, and Dennis Wilson who brought a lot of soul and Mike Love who brings a lot of bile or whatever it is that he brings to the table. So I just think they're a very, I think they're a very complex band and I, I think they're a very underappreciated band mm-hmm. for, for a band that, you know, was arguably the biggest group in America in the 60s and was going toe-to-toe with the Beatles on the charts every week. Um, and you know, her in the rock and roll hall of fame and still selling out tours 50 years after they started, I think they're still underappreciated, uh, in terms of, you know, the, just the amazing work that they did. So, um, and I, you know, I had a lot of fun putting this list together and going back and and listening to the records again and just having a deeper appreciation. You sent me everything, which I've, I had, I had, I had, I had a bunch of it, but not to the extent of the stuff that you sent me. Yeah. Like I got some from Murray. Murray Valariano is a big Beach Boys fan, and I think uh, P.F. Wilson sent me some Beach Boys stuff. But and then you filled in all those gaps, which was which was great because I'm like, I don't know, you know, a lot of people I don't think know a lot of these deep, 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 deep albums. Right. Late '60s, like after Pet Sounds and into the early '70s. Yep. And um, I don't know why, but we we will find out. We will. Uh, 29 studio albums. Yep. Oh, not that many. Not, no, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're each going to play five songs from each one. No. Uh, how many songs did you bring? How many songs are on your list? What did I tell you to bring? You, you didn't. Uh, there are 57 songs okay. on my list. <laughs> I have... Um, it's still the less... That's yeah, still less than two per album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have about 43 on my list. So, but we're probably, we might have some crossovers. I think so. And the hits are undeniable. The hits are the hits. And, but then there's some, there's some weirdness in, in some of these. There's, there's some stretches. There. We are going to get to it. Yeah. So uh, the original members are, are Mike Love, Al Jardine, Brian Wilson, Carl Wilson, Dennis Wilson, and then David Marks. That's the first album. Uh, yeah. Yes. That's I'm, right. I'm yep. reading that. Yes. So that's why. <laughs> that's and, right. And the first album is called Surf and Safari. Mm-hmm. What did you bring for us from Surf and Safari? So uh, the, the first one I brought is, you know, was their, their very first single. I feel like if you're going to do a career retrospective, you got to start at the very beginning. Uh, and, you know, the way this came about, so only one of the members of the band actually surfed, and it was Dennis. Dennis, and which is ironic because he's the one that, that drowned. Drowned, right. Um, and he, uh, you know, his brothers and you know, Michael Love is their cousin, um, you know, we're, we're starting to, to, you know, kind of form a band and practice in the house. And, uh, you know, he, he basically came home and, and said, um, 
to Brian, you know, surfing's really popular. We should write a song about it. And that's kind of how the career got started. So the very first uh, single they ever put out was called Surfing. Let's hear it. Surfing is the only life, the only way for me now. Surf, surf with me. I got up this morning, turned on my radio. I was checking out the surfing scene to see if I would go. And when the DJ tells me that the surfing is fine, that's when I know my baby and I will have a good time. So when they first started, they were actually called the Pendletones. Oh, that's catchy. And uh, <laughs> they were actually the, the was a, a popular shirt brand called okay. Pendleton. And so they came up with Pendletones. It was really clever. And then the, the record company that put this single out named them the Beach Boys without telling them. Oh, wow. So And they stuck with the name for over 50 years. What if they just would have kept, they're sitting around the table, they're trying to come up, and, and they just... They just keep throwing out like clothing things. How about the sandals? <laughs> I like it. You're I'm not against it. You're getting closer. You're getting very close. <laughs> <laughs> board. How about the board shorts? Mm, that's not bad. Uh, well, I went with a with a with a hit. I went with the other song that has surf in it. Surf and Safari title track. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Come on a safari with me. Early in the morning we'll be starting out. Now, the production on Surf and Safari sounds way better than it does on Surfing. Yeah. Surfing sur- sounds so, like, uh, DIY. It sounds so n- not as full. Yeah, and I, 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 I think it was recorded basically in a home studio, mm-hmm. and, then, and then it was a, you know, a hit locally here in L.A., and then that's when they signed on to Capitol and, and recorded in their studios and had a professional producer for the yeah. first few albums. And that must have been amazing for them to sign to Capitol Records. I mean, because Sinatra and all the people that were on Capitol and the building's iconic. Just right. the building is iconic. Yeah. And then to be label mates with the Beatles eventually. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. Who Were the Beatles on Capitol before... The no. Beach Boys got signed. Beach Boys were signed first. Beach Boys were first because the this is 1962. 1962, right? They might not know what a safari is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a surfing safari. <laughs> Do you have another song from this album? I did. I had one other one that I wanted to play because um, so it's a cover of uh, "Summertime Blues," and the vocal on this is actually Carl Wilson and David Marks. Um, who were 16 and 14 years old at the time. Okay. Uh, so just pretty amazing when these guys got started, how young they were. I'm gonna raise a buzz, I'm gonna raise a holler. About a working all summer just to try to earn a dollar. Every time I call my baby and ask get a date, my boss says, Don't die, son, you gotta work a late. Now, it's funny because I also had that song. I also picked Summertime Blues. Play my version of Summertime Blues, Kyle. Okay. 
It's a sick old stinkaroo. Okay, that's good. I found this to be so, this song to be so generic. I yeah. like hated this version. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, Summertime Blues. I'm like, because I'm comparing it with like the Who's version of Summertime Blues. Right. And I'm just like, or the original even, but I'm like, where's, where's the power? Where's the, it sounded like two 14 and 15 year old kids. Yeah. It's an interesting artifact because David Mark sings on it. Uh, and he doesn't really sing a lot of vocals. Who was the deep voice there? If that was a 14 year old, that was pretty deep. Yeah. Totally. Probably, probably Carl, his voice, his voice had Carl changed. Marks. Yeah. <laughs> he probably Marks. had Carl had a full beard at 15. <laughs> he did. <laughs> so we're moving on. We're moving on to the next album. We are. Now this is interesting. That last album was Surf and Safari. This one's Surf in USA. Yeah. This album came out. We got uh, first one was October first, nineteen sixty two, and then I love the turnaround and how quickly. So in March uh, of sixty three, we get Surf in USA. Kyle, what do you think of the cover art so far? I like it. Um, yeah. It's of the, it's of the time. Yeah, yeah. I like the first. I like the. Uh, There's at least people surfing on both. Yeah, and I, I like this one too. And I, I I like how they. I like when they would do the the typeset at the top. You know what I mean? And then like yeah. put the names of the uh, songs on the bottom. Yeah. And the capital uh, logos right on the front. I like this a lot. Okay, and this out this this is so funny. This album clocks in at 24 minutes. Mm -hmm. it's such a so quick. So what do we got? What do we got on this one? Uh, I went with the title track on this one. It's it's hard to beat. It's Surfing USA. That's, that's the song I had too, because none of these other songs really resonated with me. Do you have any other ones from this one? Yeah, I have one other one. Uh, so late, later on, we're going to get into, you know, albums where the music becomes a lot more intricate and complex and yes. they start using uh, studio musicians and they work a lot with the wrecking crew. Uh, but, but um, when they, their first few albums, they were still very much a garage band and they play yeah. all their own instruments, which you know, and they're teenagers. So I picked a song called Surf Jam, uh, which is an instrumental just to show how they stacked up with, you know, groups like the Ventures and the other instrumental surf bands of the time. Al Jardine's not on this album. He's not. He's what not. happened there? He um, he was he was in the band originally before they started recording, and uh, just didn't really see a future in it. And he went to dental school. <laughs> Is, it, did he graduate from dental school? He did, he did not because uh, in a few in a few albums, David Marks has a falling out with uh, the Wilsons' father, and mm -hmm. basically gets kicked out of the band. And that's when Al Jardine comes back. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Why did they not get along with Wilson's father? He seemed like a nice guy. He was. He was a very well-adjusted guy. Um, <laughs> you know, wanted nothing but the best for his kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving on to uh, album number three. Now, it sounds like we're flying through these, but trust me, there's 29 albums and there's a ton of songs. Yeah. We have a ton of songs. Yep. We're just, uh, next one, Surfer Girl. And I like this album cover too. I like they're, they're holding the longboard. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, um, this is Mike Love. Now, Al Jardine's back. But I don't, but he's not, someone's not on the cover. There's only five guys on the cover, but I'm reading that it's Love, Jardine, Marks, Wilson, Wilson, and Wilson. Yeah. I don't have the cover in front of me. It's probably Jardine that's not on the cover. There's a lot of, a lot of records he's not on the cover that there was a lot of days where he was sick during cover shoots and he's for some reason just not on a lot of the covers. I like that. One guy's sick. Fuck it. We're doing it. We're we're doing it. We're doing it anyway. That happened on the, was it the Killers? The Killers? One of the guys is just not on the There's a Tom Petty's uh, in Heartbreakers, Echo, um, Howie Epstein. I think he was having, he was was addicted to heroin, I think, and he didn't show up. And Tom said. Certainly wasn't addicted to getting his photo taken. No. And Tom just said, (laughs) we got, we waited long enough. Got to do it. I don't know if that's exactly what Tom said, but something like that. All right, Surfer, Surfer Girl. That's the album. Mm-hmm. There's a great tune on this. What do you have, though? You uh, might, there's a couple great tunes on this. Yeah, the first one I picked is called The Surfer Moon. Um, and it's, uh, it's the first song that they put strings in, so they're, they're starting to broaden their sound and, and go beyond just the, you know, the, the guitar and drums. Uh, and speaking of drums, Hal Blaine actually plays on this song. So this is when they start also bringing in studio musicians to, uh, to kind of fill out the sound. So Surfer Moon. There's a moon in the sky somewhere I know Waiting for all the love to burn below If you fall and it happens all too soon Blame it all on the surfer moon Now here's a a thing too. Uh, Brian Wilson starts producing. Yes. He produced this album. That's right. And that sounds way better than the songs from the last two albums. Yes. So that nut job knows what he's doing. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) It's like... You know, I mean, look, this is the board we record on. You've seen pictures of a recording studio board. Yep. How would you even know? We can't even get these three mics to sound good. How would you even mic the drums and, you know, put the guitars through the board? It just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. When you listen to, um, when you listen to the outtakes from like a Pet Sounds Mm -hmm. and you just hear the instructions he's giving to the musicians in the studio, it's like, wow, how did, where does that even come from? You know, and it's just, it's fascinating. He, you know, obviously has a savant. Yeah. And has a lot of stuff going on in his head and somehow has managed to get it down on, you know, onto a record. And it's amazing. Lots of voices in that head. Yes. Um, this, I just love this song. This is, um, written by Brian Wilson and Gary Usher and lead vocals by Brian. This is in my room. Tell my secrets to in my room. In my room. 
Now, third album, this is already a much more mature song than, mm-hmm. than just the surf stuff. Right. Really, really sophisticated for 1963. For I'll sure. surf it in my room. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> it's so. going to work. Everyone, they just want to throw Wrap it. yourself in styrofoam and go play that bass. <laughs> <laughs> um, was Mike Love always an asshole? <laughs> he seems like he's just always an asshole. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely something about him. I rewatched the um, when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll oh, Hall of Kyle, Fame. Yeah, if you can find that, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction <laughs> speech, Mike Love. He's it's 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 pretty amazing. You know, he just starts calling out the Beatles and the Supremes and all these people that didn't show up, and um, it's just crazy. Yeah, but I you know I will say I think. Mike Love had Mike Love has obviously had a lot to do with keeping the Beach Boys going over the years. Oh, absolutely. He keeps when, the name, the flag flying. Yeah, but even even during the seventies when, you know, Brian was spiraling into mm-hmm. this, you know, like madness and hooked up with the, It didn't stop their output of albums. No, it didn't. And he he really kept pushing them ahead. Um the other really funny thing about Mike Love is he's he's basically been a lifelong proponent of transcendental meditation. You know, he went on the trip to India with the Beatles, you know, with the Maharishi and, but he's stuck. The MIU album. We'll be talking about that. Yeah. And he's stuck with it. So he's, you know, behind all that is this, you know, I guess a very peaceful dude. And maybe this is how, maybe this is his way of meditating is to be a complete. How long is the speech? Uh, well, this is the whole speech with them, but I, I got to the part where he's talking. Oh, you did. Okay. Let's hear it. Mike Love. And uh, some of our favorite records were the doo-wop type of deals, and there you go again with harmony. And I think it's wonderful to be here tonight, but I also think it's sad that there are other people who aren't here tonight. And uh, those are the people who have passed away. Those are the obvious ones. But the other not-so-obvious ones are people like Paul McCartney, who couldn't be here tonight because he's in a lawsuit with Ringo and, and Yoko. Yay! <laughs> That's what he sent a telegram to, to some uh, high-priced attorney in this room, you know? Now, that's a bummer, because we're talking about harmony, right, in the world. If we can't get it together in America and in England in harmony within our groups, I mean, believe it. You can believe it, the Beach Boys have their own interstices or whatever you call it, squabbles. But that's a bummer when Ms. Ross can't make it, you know? He's also wearing a Bruins hat that looks like a Vietnam vet hat. Like it has like the flowers on the brim. Before you continue, I want to thank Mike Love for his service. Yeah, he's perpetually worn a hat since he was yeah. 25 years old. Started balding. Is That's he right. done yet? Has he got more? Oh, he's got more. I didn't know how much you wanted to hear. He goes well, on. I think he goes, he, on, I think he goes on about how he thinks that those other bands should come up and play with the Beach Boys and they would... Well, here he's pointing a finger, so this might... No, this must be something. Any day now. Oh. Wait, hold on. Yeah, that's, that's not getting real. I'd like to see the mop tops match that. <laughs> I'd like to see Mick Jagger get out on this stage and do I Get Around versus Jumpin' Jack Flash any day now. Well, well really? <laughs> Mick Jagger's not playing the festivals. Now, a lot of people are going to go out of this room tonight thinking that Mike Love is crazy. Yes. yes. Well, they've been saying that for years. Damn straight. <laughs> Ain't nothing new about that. 
But what I'm talking about is forget this room. The United States is 6% of the population in the world. That's why I came here tonight with Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Muhammad. <laughs> Salam Aleikum. <laughs> And then he just like he just like fades back into the darkness like he's so Dracula. Glad. I'm so glad that we played some more. Oh, me wow. too. If you had a bingo card, you'd never win. <laughs> he's like he's all over the board. All right, he's uh... also about the jumping jack flash thing. High school bands play. I get around. They don't play jumping jack flash. It's, I mean, it's it's when you you know. I don't want to insult Kevin's uh, one of Kevin's top th- five favorite bands, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, th- I don't, for some reason, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't put the beach boys in the same realm with the, the Beatles and the stones. Why don't I? I'm I, British. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I do. I do think a big reason is because they kind of started as, you know, this surf band, mm-hmm. you know, they, yeah. had, they, they kind of had a niche, yeah, and that's what they did, and I think a lot of people still mostly identify them as oh they they're the they're the band that does all the surfing songs and the car yeah. songs, you know, and that that only represents really the first five years, four mm-hmm. or five years of their career, and then the rest of it has been, you know, arguably you know something like a Pet Sounds, which we'll yeah. get to, is is incredibly influential in, you know, in a lot of different genres of of music, and uh, you know, as a producer's medium they really had a lot to do with evolving rock and roll. I mean, you know, the Beatles, <clears throat> the Beatles allegedly Sergeant Pepper was a response to the, to pet, to pet sounds because they felt like, you know, the beach boys had taken this quantum leap and they needed to, they needed to do something bigger. Did, uh, did Brian Wilson ever produce other artists? He, he did. Um, so there's a band called, um, I'm drawing a blank now. It was from the seventies. Uh, his wife was in, it was like this two, um, two person group his, his wife and another girl, um, who did sort of like folky mm-hmm. early seventies. But, but this was still a band that was related to him in yeah. some way. It wasn't just like, as far as I know, he never really did any outside producing. It was all stuff that, yeah, was kind of within the family. Cause as, uh, from a musical genius, like standpoint, I feel like if he would, um, obviously he had, you know, issues, Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think that he would have, he could have been like a, a, like a Todd Rundgren. Right. And, and he could have probably produced many, many artists and it would have been, you know, Brian Wilson produces a Fleetwood Mac album. I mean, that would have been crazy. Yeah. I just think he, I just think he's so nuts that mm-hmm. his family were the only ones that were willing to put up with, you know, him, yeah. him sort of, you know, getting the stuff out of his head in the studio. Yeah. Probably so. Yeah. Okay, Surfer Girl, uh, do you have an, a, another song off that? I don't, I only had In My Room. Um, I, I do, but I'm going to skip it. So. But Catch a Wave's on there. And, um, and this is what, Little Deuce Coop is on here, but then the next album is called Little Deuce Coop. Yep. And they do that a little bit early on where some of the same songs will be on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's this one in particular. So there's four songs on Little Deuce Coop that were also on Surfer Girl. And why is that? That sounds like a strange thing to me, especially when the albums are still short, like 25 Brian minutes. Brian Wilson loves Venn diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> so Little Deuce Coop is, uh, the songs on it are predominantly car-related songs. Okay. So it's, it's almost like an early concept album. Oh, I see what you're saying. 409 and, and Shut Down. Yeah. And, 
So I think they they pulled some of the songs from Surfer Girl that you know were car related, so they would have this cohesive kind of um, uh, record that was all about cars. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that cover there too. Mm-hmm. All right, what song do you have? Uh, I have "Be True to Your School." Oh, I was on the wrong list. Hold on. Lead vocals by Mike Love and Muhammad Ali. No. <laughs> I cued it wrong. Sorry, Kevin. That's okay. We we're got st- we got the rah rah sis boom ba background vocals. I, I love it. And we're still uh, we're still six people strong. We got Jardine, Love, Marks, Wilson, Wilson, and Wilson. Yep. But this is uh, this is Mark's last album uh, until 2012. That's right. That is right. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's go with the title track, Little Deuce Coop. This song's only. 98 seconds long. That's why when you buy a, a Beach Boys Greatest Hits, there's like uh, 35 songs on a single CD. Because some it, of them are really short in the early days. Is, did they redo this and make it Little St. Nick? Yeah, I think a Little St. Nick is, it comes from Little Deuce Coop, doesn't it? Because it sounds almost identical. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's the exact same melody. It's not the same, but it's, but it's close. But it's, uh, it's one of those. Remember when um, John Fogarty got sued back in the 80s? Yeah. Um, for, for plagiarizing for himself. For plagiarizing himself. Mm-hmm. And on the witness In stand, public? <laughs> but on the witness stand, he said something like, uh, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, I use the same uh, chord progression. What do you want me to get? A inoculation? <laughs> <laughs> so what's my little deuce coop? Be true to your school. 409 shut down. And um, and then my second one is uh, our car club. Let's hear it. This album went platinum. Yeah. This is the first one to go platinum. So pulling those four songs over to this, that worked out. The album sales aren't great. I was shocked when I read the album sales. Like the two previous albums, gold, gold, platinum. But there's not, there's not like a, a big, you know, even, what do I mean? What's Pet Sounds? You know, even Pet Sounds is platinum in the US and the UK, but there's not like a multi-platinum, you know, thing. Yeah, I mean, so, but the singles probably went crazy. The sing, you know, uh, ton, tons of top ten singles, yeah. several number one singles. I think, yeah, mostly a singles band. I, yeah, I think that probably contributes to their underappreciation as well. I mean, yeah. even this early, they are they are creating albums that are true, you know, true artistic 
pieces yeah um, as opposed to just the latest singles kind of thrown together in a collection also they're releasing an album every year so it's kind of hard well, for them to fair. even like have 64 longevity. 64 they released three albums one was a christmas <laughs> album but still um now this next album is called shut down volume two but to my knowledge i did not see shut down volume one anywhere so there was a uh, capital put out a compilation called shutdown that included the song shut down mm-hmm. by the beach boys and then a bunch of other artists okay um with it was it was uh, not approved by the Beach Boys that they were going to call it Shutdown because um, they were probably going to call this record Shutdown. Shut down. And then when they finally did put it out, they had to put Volume Two on it. Why didn't they just call it something different? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me for coughing, people. Um, again, I like that album cover too. But yeah, now someone's not. Oh no, Marks isn't on that album cover. That's right. He's gone. He's done. Yep. Later, Marks hit the bricks. He's under that car. <laughs> It says, though, uh, additional musicians, David Marks, possible lead guitar on Don't Worry Baby. Right. That's what it says. (laughs) That possibly is him. He may have been there. Yeah, we got a lot of guys on this. Uh, We got a lot of uh, Wrecking Crew on this album. Yes. Hal Blaine and Tommy Tedesco. So now why why were there a bunch of Wrecking Crew guys? Uh, Don't all these people also play instruments? What was the... uh, Yeah, why why did they use outside... um, I think, you know, it's just as, as Brian Wilson is starting to uh, go a lot deeper in terms of the instrumentation he's hearing in his head and, and the lyrical content that he's creating, I think he just, he has sounds that he wants to hear that the band can't really do. I mean, they're, they're still essentially a, a garage band. And they're young. And they're young. Um, and they, you know, they got, they all got better. I mean, I think Carl Wilson's a very un- underappreciated guitarist. Uh, but I think that that was the biggest reason. And there's probably also capital probably had something to do with yeah. it as well. But at this point, they're still green. Yes. So to speak. Right. Because they're still only, you know, we're, we're, what are we, five, six albums deep now? And we're still only two years into their career. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. So what do you got for us from... Uh, so the, the two of my favorites of their songs are on this, are on this record. And the first one... Um, you know, Brian was was driving around with his with his girlfriend, and the Ronettes' "Be My Baby" comes on the radio, and he had to pull the car over to the side of the road because he was so blown away by it. And, uh, and he set out to basically write something that um, that kind of had that same vibe, and he came up with "Don't Worry, Baby." If you listen closely that lead guitar you hear that could possibly be david marks <laughs> that's one of their best songs it's it's phenomenal it's, it sounds so good in these headphones i mean just the, it's really amazing they're that's, yeah to if he set out to write a ronette's type song he nailed it 
A- absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's funny after listening to that Mike Love video where he's, you know, I'm talking about harmony. Well, that, I mean, you heard it. Yeah. That, that harmony, it just, you know, I, like I get chills when I hear it. It's so good. And that's like there, that's, that's the big thing with that everyone talks about with the Beach Boys. Yeah. They talk about the harmonies. Yes. Uh, what is it with, with, the, uh, with the Beatles? What are they talking about? I guess the songwriting, John and Paul's songwriting. Yeah. But, um, and with the Stones, it's the riffs. Mm-hmm. And with the Who, it's just the, the power. The power, yeah. Um, and the Kinks, it's the English songwriting. Right. But with the Beach Boys, it's the harmonies. It's the harmonies, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's good. And this, this song, too, is, you know, after... So, so many songs of, you know, sort of alpha maleness of surfing and cars to, to write this song. that's like my girlfriend saying, don't worry, baby, everything will be all right. It's just, you know, it's, it's pretty radical, I think, for 1964. And I also had, uh, I also had Don't Worry, Baby was, uh, I had that song. But I, I also had another song from Shutdown. And this is, uh, Kyle, if you want to play that one. Oh, yeah, one second. Hey, you! It's a sick old stinkaroo. Hi, this is Al. This scene takes place at a typical Beach Boy practice session. We're in the midst of preparing for an upcoming show and a feud breaks out between Brian and Mike. All right, you guys, we have a... I'm down. <laughs> we have a show this week. What do we have this weekend? What are you trying to tell us, Mike? Well, I'm trying to tell you we have a show this weekend and we could be sharper, so what do you say we go over the ending of Little Deuce Scoop one more time? Yeah, come on. A one, a two... A one, two, three. Little scoop, you know you know why is this what why is this in the middle of side one of the album? Oh, I thought this was gonna be at the end. No, it's That's it's, how it looked. it's song four. Right. <laughs> I talk about a speed bump. I don't care who I hate fake talking in the studio. Yeah. I hate it. Hey, Sammy, what are you doing here? Oh, oh. Ted, I just showed up to maybe sing a great song. But no, what's Sammy say on that song? He said, I just heard my girl was out on the streets. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're two grown men. You're millionaires. Your girl's not out on the street. And you just didn't show up. There's a David Lee Roth song where he sings with Travis Tritt. He's like, hey, Dave, what are you doing in the studio? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, you assholes? This has been planned for a year and a half that you were recording I together. I can't do it Wednesday. Can you do Thursday? Uh, Travis, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know why this is in the middle. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, yeah. it's group spoken word. That goes on for three and a half it's minutes. Cassius Love versus Sonny Ca- Wilson. Cassius. Cassius Love. Cassius, oh, yeah, Cassius Clay. Clay. See, well, that Muhammad makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> versus Sonny Wilson. But anyway. <laughs> That's why I brought Muhammad Ali. Yeah. What? Uh, Honey, are we going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Nope, I'm taking Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Couple covers on this. Why Do Fools Fall in Love and Louie Louie. Did you bring any other songs for us from this? I did. Yes, um, Cassius Love versus <laughs> <laughs> I did. I actually did have that on my list at one point. Uh, just it's if you go a little deeper in the song, let's let's not do it. But you know, <laughs> but they start imitating Mike Love. They like one of the other guys in the band starts imitating his little nasally voice. And, and does he like that? No, it, it gets really angry, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. It breaks bad. Yeah. Uh, so the other. Um, the other one I picked off this uh, album is The Warmth of the Sun. And this, yeah. um, so th- a couple interesting things about this, this record. One is it, uh, so it was written by, uh, by Brian and Mike. And uh, they wrote it right after the JFK assassination. So it was sort of a response to, you know, the mood in the country. And they wanted to write this, 
the song to kind of deal with their, um, you know, deal with their emotions of that event. Um, this was also, I think, the song that got that really got me into the Beach Boys as a as a band, and not just like oh, I kind of like those, you know, I like those hits. Um, it's this this is uh, this is really the song that hooked me on them. information about this album it says that uh, eight of these 12 songs have been performed live by either the beach boys or brian wilson solo yep so this is one of the albums that they pull the most from uh from they the always play sets. cassius love or something else and they always. open and close with it <laughs> uh, also the album kicks off with fun 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 everyone knows that song yep and it, that song is fun 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 uh ha 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 pat's so funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> shut up pat <laughs> how much cold medicine are you on uh are we moving on or you got another one for us uh no that's it all right let's go to all summer long again i i'm i'm enjoying all the beach boys album covers so far because mm-hmm. they're they're that's they all look like the 60s yeah they all look like a they look of the time like there. an elvis presley movie yeah this yeah. this is a good one yeah all summer long yeah. Is a good one. Yeah, it is it's a good really, one. really good cover. Let's, um, may I kick it off? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to kick it off with the title track, All Summer Long. I love that. The MP3 has a glitch. Glenn Campbell plays on this album somewhere. Yeah. Plays a six string electric bass. Chuck, Chuck Gerard is credited as hand claps. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Thanks. <laughs> Much appreciated, Chuck. Uh, how Blaine plays, uh, it says rim with thin stick. <laughs> or as I call it, a rim job. <laughs> Thank you, Hal Blaine. How Blaine, another cranky dude. Yeah. That guy's crank. Put him and Mike Love in a room together. Oh, they, yeah. They see one, what happens. One of them uh, on double bass is Jimmy Bond. Ah. James Edward Bond Jr. Bond. Bond. Jimmy Bond. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what song do you got for us? Uh, I have their first ever number one hit in the U.S. It is I Get Around. That's hard to believe that it took this long to get a number one in the U.S. I would th- If you would have told me, if you would have just said... 
every song we've played so far was number one. I went, well, okay, yeah. except for Cassius. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that one. All right, the right. album kicks off with this. I get around. I'd like to see Mick Jagger play this. Chuck Gerard. <laughs> Go Chuck. My buddies and me, you're getting real well known. Yeah, the bad guys know us and they leave us alone. I get around, I will say this. Um, I doubt Mike Love runs around the stage the way Mick can still run around the stage. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. And But... Mike loves 77 years old and he looks pretty great. Mm -hmm. He looks pretty great for 77. And I mean, and he, that was never his shtick to run around the stage. No, but, um, Mick Jagger's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I saw them. I saw the stones within the last five years. I think mm -hmm. the last tour that they went out on yeah. and it's, it's incredible. And he choreographs everything he does. It's not even, you know, it's not even just, he, he doesn't wing it. He actually, yeah knows exactly what he's what gonna he's gonna, gonna do in every do certain every song it's well there was a clip that was on facebook of him like running the stage like he was in a stadium yep. and he was running the stage like midday just to make sure i guess you know i don't want to trip somewhere tonight yep. because if i do i'll break all my bones <laughs> in my body <laughs> like mr glass and unbreakable <laughs> yes but uh yeah the stone there's something I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know. I I just feel like they're going to like I just like I felt about David Bowie. I never thought David Bowie was going to pass. He right. never looked unhealthy to me. Obviously right. he was. Right. But um the Stones I don't know when they I don't know when they end. I don't know when it's done. And and can 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 anyone that's there now die and they keep going? If Keith dies is it over? I I think so. I think it's those two. I think it's Mick, Mick and Keith. Ronnie, they'd get another drummer. I mean, not Ronnie. Uh, Charlie, they'd get another drummer. Yeah. They could place, replace Ronnie. Yeah, absolutely. But it's those, it's those two. If one of the when one of those is gone, then they're they're done. I'm going to say if Keith dies a year and a half later, if Mick wants to do it, he he might do it. <laughs> <laughs> he might just say, "Well, the logo's lips, and that's yeah. me, right?" But uh, yeah, I don't know, and I wouldn't be surprised if. Keith lives longer. If Mick dies, it's over. Well, if Mick dies, it's over. 100%. It's 100% over if Mick dies. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, any more songs off of All Summer Long? I do. I have one other one. So I, I, you know, just, I Get Around goes number one in the middle of Beatlemania. Uh, so, you know, the Beach that's Boys are... Big. Yeah, the Beach Boys, you know, managed to... So that's the other thing you say. Hard to believe that any of their songs hadn't gone number one. And the first one that does is in the midst of every single number one being a, an English band. Uh, so those, those guys break through. The other thing is... Yeah, because this is their sixth album. Yeah. The B-side of that single was Don't Worry Baby, which has to be one of, you know, the biggest, like, like most amazing 45s that ever came out. Like both, both sides are, uh, you know, are, are world-class. Um, I picked Girls on the Beach as my second from this album. Okay, let me guess what this is about. <laughs> Dennis Wilson with a lead vocal on this, co-lead. 
forgot about this. There's another uh, spoken word thing on this album. But oh, it, yeah. At least it, it, it's, it's at the tail end of side two, thank God. Our favorite recording sessions, what it's called. Now, it says here Mike Love was not originally credited on like five, or, five of these songs until a 1990s court case. Yeah, he ended up getting credits on over 30, between 30 and 40 songs um, after that court case. How, I wonder how he proved that. <laughs> that's difficult right yeah i yeah i'm i'm sure he uh he probably just badgered them into <laughs> like he must have, everything he over. must have gotten a ton of money in 1990 yeah that's some serious that was some, i can't some even money that came in after that lawsuit who was this counsel was it muhammad ali <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's I, why i'm being represented by muhammad ali <laughs> and then just put his hands together and then fade <laughs> back in the darkness <laughs> Uh, after this, they released the Beach Boys Christmas album, which also went gold, which is pretty impressive for yep. a Christmas album. We don't have anything off that, though, do we? No, I didn't bring anything from that. So we're jumping to the Beach Boys today, exclamation point. Again, I like the, the cover, except for the, today. Bar- except for the brown. Maybe there's a little too much brown at the bottom of that cover. Oh, yeah. I would, I would much rather that be the full image the at full the bottom, because it kind of looks... Now, the thing it is, weird. if we show the whole image... Uh, all their dicks in these, are in each other's asses. So yeah. that's why we can't show that image. Okay. And if you guys look, this is, it says it right here on Wikipedia. Uh, this is originally called, uh, this is pulling a train on the Beach Boys is what it was called. <laughs> Running train. It's almost like, this is like the first human centipede. <laughs> what, what, are they, a, are they like on a slide I or? I think they might be on like a teeter-totter or something. It's very, it's a weird picture. Or are they on a diving board? Like, is that? Is you that can't like, tell if that's a swimming pool or like a playground. Do you know? This, I, I don't. This might be a horrible cover. <laughs> this is a pretty bad album cover. If it was the full image, it might be all right. But yeah, yeah. A lot of, it might be a diving board because is is that uh, like the ladder coming out of the pool? I think it might sound? be. Why yeah. didn't they just? They should have showed the full Im- image and then called this "Dive In with the Beach Boys" today. <laughs> today, dive right in. <laughs> right. Um, all right. What do you got for us from? Uh, let me say it again. The Beach Boys today. So this uh, this album, I don't think there's any surfing songs. So this is when. Oh, fuck this. Album. <laughs> yeah. So let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, so this this is when things really start to kind of move in the, you know a lot more creative direction. Um, I uh, my first one is when I grow up to be a man. Phenomenal. It's and this was the uses the theme song for a tv show called men of a certain age yep a couple years back with ray romano this this is fabulous I love the uh, ticking off the years mm-hmm. as yeah. the background vocals. Just really cool. And uh, Dennis starts to sing uh, some more lead. He mm-hmm. bookends it. He sings the first song, Do You Want to Dance? And he sings the last song. Uh, no, that's, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he does. Well, the last song's a spoken word. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like their new thing. But uh, I know. Why? Why don't they just, why don't they do a whole spoken word album? Well, they did, they actually did the opposite. 
So I don't have any any. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What's that called? Stack um, of tracks. Stack of tracks, which I, is just the backing tracks. I kind of like that though. It was like the well-known songs, but just the instrumental. No, no vocals on it. Right. That's kind of cool though. I did like that. It's kind of the uh, precursor to karaoke. Yeah, yeah. I think even the album cover says, you know, you can throw your own Beach Boys party. Sing along. Yeah. I thought we. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we, the three of us could do that yeah. later. Take your pants off and sit on a diving board. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this album didn't do much for me other than this. Uh, I mean, that song's a highlight. Help me, Rhonda. We all know, uh, you know, cover of Do You Want to Dance? But that was my song, too, is When I Grew Up to Be a Man. Okay. Um, I have, I have uh, one other one then. And so this is, uh, it's called Please Let Me Wonder. And allegedly, this is the first song that Brian wrote under the influence of marijuana. Uh-oh. Together. This would have been worth waiting forever I always knew it'd feel this way And please forgive my shaking Can't you tell my heart is breaking Can't make myself say what I plan to say Far out, man. Now, just uh, just a little, uh, just to let you know, uh, two years before this was recorded, John Stamos was born. So <laughs> he will become the, the Beach Boys uh, drummer, kind of, touring yep. drummer, right? Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Uncle Jesse? Yep. Oh, yeah. Aren't they, they're in an episode of Full House, right? Of course they are. Yes, they are. They have to be. He's in the, uh, he's in the Kokomo video. Oh, we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, so they, th- now they have another album, Summer Days, and then in uh, parentheses, and Summer Nights with two exclamation points. They have like three exclamation point albums. Yeah. This is the exclamation point years. Now this yeah. cover's much better than the diving board cover. Yeah, they're all on a boat. Well, not all of them, not just four of them. <laughs> yeah. Four on a boat. Who's not on that one? Al. Jardine again. Did he fall in right before they were ready to take it? You guys ready? Just knock him in. He was sick. They had to put uh, lifeguards had to come. Yep. How is how Jardine not that would be the first question I would ask him when I would see him. Like, how come you're not on some of the album covers now? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just as uh, yeah. wait, I'm not. <laughs> Mike Love in nineteen ninety two sued to have you removed from the album covers. <laughs> Uh, where are we? Summer day. Uh, what do we? What's, what's the album called? Where are we? Summer days. Summer days and summer nights. All right. What do you got for us? Uh, so I have a couple from it. I have. I have a couple from this yeah, too. A, a lot from this one actually. Um, so the first one is uh, this is Brian. Uh, he said he he was trying to write a Beatles song, uh, and he came up with "Girl Don't Tell Me." This is Carl on lead vocal. Don't you know who I am? I bet you last summer you came up to stay with my friend. Said I'm the guy who left you with tears in his eyes. You didn't answer my letter, so I figured it was just a lie. 
I hope that trend continues. I hope it's like, and in the 80s, this is when they tried to make Metallica sounding song. <laughs> <laughs> this was um, Bruce Johnston is one of the additional musicians on this album. Yep, yep. This and is he his... will eventually be in the band. Yep, yep. This is the first, uh, the first album that he shows up on. Now, they pull Help Me Rhonda from the last album. They pull that back over for this album, too. Uh, so there, it's two different, um, two different versions, two different versions, two different versions. So the which, one, which is the one I would know the best, uh, the one, this one, this is the single version uh, okay. that was a number one hit. All right. Did you bring that? I did. All right. Let's hear it since we're talking about it. Dated Aranda for three years in college. Oh. And of course, everyone goes, oh, I like the song. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just go, what song? What song? What song? Are you talking about the single version? <laughs> uh, I picked, now they do a cover of a David Lee Roth song, and I brought that. This is called uh, California Girls. <laughs> they actually sing on David Lee Roth's version. They do. Yeah. Hey, Beach Boys, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, is that Mike Love? It's David Lee Roth. And the southern girls with the bozy, bozy. talk. They knock me out when I'm down there. The Midwest farmer's daughters really make you feel all right. And the northern girls with the way they Great song. I like David Lee Roth's version too. He did a fun version of that. Does he do that one in it's, Spanish as well? I uh, know that's not in Spanish. <laughs> do you like that song? You look indifferent. Uh, the David Lee Roth version? Oh yeah. No, not really. Not even for like shits and giggles. <laughs> no, no. Do you think he ruined it? I think he kind of did. <laughs> well, the, it's mostly the, mostly the vi- the video with like you know the. Uh, Sort of disgusting tourist on the bus, and oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forget. I always forget that his videos have those preludes before the song starts. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I think that find that out. find that video. Yeah, I think that uh, that came out w- around the time that I was really getting into the Beach Boys. I think I kind of had a special sort of hate for hate it. for that. Yeah, because I you know was really getting into them. But yeah, that's there. That's a great. <coughs> That's a great song. The production on that is just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I just, oh, I see what you're saying about these. It's like a <laughs> yeah. kid eating a donut. <laughs> right. Is there any, you, can we hear it? Is there any, like. A road leading to the shadowy tip of nowhere, to the land of the different, the bizarre, the unexplainable. They thought they were headed for fun in the sun. Not quite. He has a hat that says, your guide. These visitors are trying to go home again. <laughs> Wait, is it supposed to be like the Twilight Zone? I guess so. He's a hot mess, David Lee Roth. Imagination. Fasten your seatbelts. Signpost up ahead. As they take a turn into the sunlight zone. Oh, Christ. <laughs> now they're on a bus that has no windows like the other bus sure. they were in. 
It's the sand blowing around. When's the song start? Oh, there we go. Doesn't sound bad to my ears, though. Like a marimba? It's just that 80s glossy Let, production. Let's hear his voice. Looks like the shittiest beach ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's needles floating up. Does he do this? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Okay. He's he's smoking. He flicked his cigarette oh, on the beach. <laughs> that's nice. Great. Now there's a now there's a Confederate flag. No. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. This is getting worse and worse. Uh, now he's shucking corn. Okay. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. corn because it's like his penis. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Oh Christ. Yeah. The video right. ruins everything. This is really bad. Yeah. You would never go to this beach. I hate that. I, I love the song Yankee Rose and I hate that video at the beginning, all the talking and all the bullshit. Have you ever seen that? No. no maybe we'll play that in a little bit. Look that up. <laughs> Yankee Rose video. Yeah. Give me uh, a bottle of anything and a glazed donut. To go. Uh, I have one more. I have one more too, but I'll uh, let you go. So I have uh, Let Him Run Wild. When I watched you walk with him, tears filled my eyes. He got, yeah, Mike Love got uh, like awarded like five or six songwriting credits on this album too. I just mm-hmm. I just don't know how you would prove that. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know if um, did Brian through. just say yeah probably yeah or, or you know maybe there's notebooks that his handwriting it. I don't maybe. I don't know, I don't know how you like lyric books or something or whatever it was that he would do. I imagine he would be more lyrics than music. Honey, I found all these notebooks in the garage. <laughs> what are these? Oh, wait, oh, wait. oh I've been oh, looking bring, for those. Bring I've been those looking in, for bring those. Bring those in. Dust those off. Oh, my gosh. These are all the songs oh, I wrote. Oh, this is our, this oh. is our cash grab. Let Christmas. me call Muhammad Ali. It is going to be a great Christmas. <laughs> we'll have the Ali's over. But yet he's still in the band, right? Like, even though he sued for the songwriting yeah. credit? Yeah, they just, I guess it's just a business. Huh, okay. It's just business, guys. Um, I have one. Uh, if you want to start this up, Kyle. Hey, you. It's a cigar It's called I'm Bugged at I'm My Old Man. At my old man Cause he's making me stay in my room. You're 20. Darn my dad. <laughs> I came in a This is about the Wilson's dad? I, I guess. Yeah. It's a very weak attempt to stand up to your dad. <laughs> cut off my hair last night in my sleep. I think that is something he did. I think he did cut some, maybe Dennis's hair when he was sleeping. I wish I could see outside, but he, he cut Mike Love's hair off and never grew back. <laughs> All right. He cut Mike Love off some of the albums. <laughs> 
Yeah, sometimes it's just uh, stuff like that. I'm just like, oh boy. Yeah, on records that are only half an hour long. Anyway. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. Yeah. Um, we're moving on to Beach Boys Party with an exclamation point. We are. Now this is like a hot mess of an album to me. What do you feel? How do you feel? Yeah, it's it's. Um, I don't want to come down hard yet. Yeah. So the uh, um, the idea behind this, uh, but Cap- this sucks. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I actually I only have one song from this one. It's, Me it's too. Kinda, it's hard. It, it's really hard to get through. So the the story was Capitol wanted them to do another Christmas album, and Brian didn't. He didn't want to go back to that well again, and so they came up with this idea of of basically um, creating you know the the feel of a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, in the studio and and then just sort of kept all the background noise and and chatter in. Uh, so as a concept, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, executionally, I don't feel like it comes off that well. This is their third album in 1965 too. March, July, and November. And yep. these are all the exclamation point albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like... Um, I guess you were supposed to feel like you were just hanging out with the Beach yep. Boys in the studio and they would break into song because this is primarily covers yeah it's uh, there's i think there's three beatles songs on here yeah it's very weird they do uh should have known better tell me why and you've got to hide your love away yeah there's only um yeah there's yeah they, they do the times they are a change in my bob dylan and what song did you bring uh i brought there's no other like my baby there's a story i want you to know know about this it says on november of 2015 capital issued an 81 track expanded remix yep i saw that at the store today called beach boys party uncovered and unplugged containing the original album without overdubs there were there were overdubs on that followed by a selection of outtakes that's a lot to go through yeah you yeah. don't own that uh no i thought about buying it today. how much was it today um it was, you know, I ten bucks maybe. I probably, you, I probably should have gotten it. Ten bucks for eighty-one tracks? Yeah, maybe I'll go back tomorrow. Yeah, you, you know what? You'll go back. It'll be gone. That's what sucks about <laughs> yeah. me. When I go to Amoeba, I have to write a list now because I, I'm like, oh, I want to look for that. I want to look for. Once I get like to four things, I'm like, now nah, I got to write it down because yeah. I'm going to forget. Right. Because yeah. then you're looking at other stuff, and yes, then you, and like, then you forget. Yeah, that's how I. I definitely had a lot of moments today where I'd be looking through something, and all of a sudden something else would pop in my head, and then I'd run two aisles over and start looking at that, and so I just I must have looked very frenetic running around. Yeah, but that's a, but if you look around, everyone's doing that. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. running around like a nut. Yeah. Um, I brought um, this has uh, Brian Wilson and Dean Torrance of Jan and Dean sharing lead vocal on uh, Barbara Ann. Mm-hmm. 
to a dance, looking for a man. Saw Barbara Ann, so I thought I'd take a chance with Barbara Ann. All right, so Beach Boys Party, that's like a happening in the studio. That's cool. And then it's a while now before their next album. We go from November 65 until May 66. And that's when the album that everyone, everyone touts this is the best Beach Boys album. Yep. This one. is the one that everyone would say. Like if you only owned one, you'd probably own Pet Sounds. Yep. And one of the best albums ever. Even though I think there's an album coming up that... I, I'm not going to say it's better. I'm going to say I like it better. There's an album coming out that I that is my favorite that I like better. Same. Well, this is not my favorite. Okay, cool. But um, Pet Sounds is much, I know, not much longer. It's only 35 minutes. Mm -hmm. For some reason, it it in my mind, it, it seems like it would be a longer album. But it's not. It's just 12, it's uh, 13 songs. And um, tell us about Pet Sounds. Tell me something I don't know about it. Uh, something you don't know about Pet Sounds. Um, and if you know it, just to dismissively go, I know that. I know. Yeah, I know that, Kevin. <laughs> something I don't know. I didn't write a ton of notes about Pet Sounds because I feel like it's just been... It's beat to death. It's, so much has been talked about it. I will say that... Um, I don't, I don't think I sent you like all the, the set. They put out a Sessions box set a few years ago. No. You know what? I don't even like that with a band I love. Sometimes it's just too much. Like, I don't need, like, I have a ton of Springsteen stuff. You know, I don't mm -hmm. need take seven of Hungry Heart. Yeah. I don't need it. I think what's, what's fascinating about, about Brian Wilson when you listen to that stuff is just kind of hearing his brain, how his brain works yeah. and the things that he's asking the players to do. Um, obviously, the, the Wrecking Crew is all over this album. Yes. Um, and it's... Um, Bruce Johnston is in the band. Bruce now. Johnston's in the band. He's, I think, he's on the cover as well. Um, the cover. Yeah, they go. Al, uh, Bruce is here for the photo shoot today. Could you step out of the out of frame? <laughs> no, they're all there. Let me see. Yeah, one, two, three. Well, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I think Bruce is on the back. He's not on the front. <laughs> Capital. I don't think Capital wouldn't let him on the. Would not let him be on the front cover of the album. Yeah, do you have any <laughs> pictures without Bruce? <laughs> Well, you know, and he, so he joined, he really joined to be a touring member of the group um, to, to cover for Brian Wilson, who had a nervous breakdown when they were flying to a tour date in Houston, Texas, and was like, I don't want to tour anymore. I'm just, I want to, you know, do this stuff in the studio and I'll write and I'll sing and I'll do all that. And Bruce really joined to be uh, a replacement on stage. Mm. And then, you know, obviously they, they gradually worked him into the studio band as well. And he, he does end up on album covers eventually, but I think Capitol didn't want it to be well known that, you know, that there was another guy in the band. Right. Are they touring extensively for all these albums that we've been talking yep. about? Are they, they're out there and yep. Yep. Gigging, doing gigs. Yeah. All right. So, um, this album goes platinum and, um, it's got a ton of great songs on it. Classics. What do you got for us? Starts uh, out with it, just an amazing song. Yeah, I didn't bring any of the hits from this one. Oh well, let me play. Let me yeah. play. Okay, here's yeah. the here's the song that kicks it off. Wouldn't it be nice?
Was the band on board with his uh, with what Brian wanted to do all the time? Do you think they were like, well, he's he's the visionary. We're, he's steering the ship. We're going to follow him. Yeah, his uh, <clears throat> his brothers really were. Um, so they they were very they were very supportive. They were always willing to to jump in and kind of go along with what he uh, you know what he was thinking. Uh, I would think that would be hard for Mike Love to have a say when you have three brothers. Yeah. Now he's their cousin. So he is, he is family. Okay. Um, but he sure is family sued him in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> what if he just went through and found all the charting songs, like, like calculated out which ones made the most money and was like, yeah, I wrote these. I co-wrote all these. <laughs> he, um, uh, not so, I, I think he was on board with this, but as you know, as we start to go through their catalog mm. and, and they start to do some, some really interesting things, I think he started to become a lot more vocal of, you know, uh, the phrase is don't fuck with the formula. So he was very much a believer in, you know, we're, we're kind of this, we have this, um, you know, we have this, this idea of the beach boys They're you know, they're America mm -hmm. they're, you're about good times. And, you know, I think he wasn't really on board with, um, the more introspective stuff, yeah. um, at least initially. Um, but until he decided that he wrote half of it, <laughs> he's like, no, actually this is all actually great. I'm all on board with all this stuff. Um, uh, actually one, Maybe one thing you, you didn't know about Pet Sounds is, uh, so this guy, Tony Asher, was a co-writer of a lot of the, the songs, and he's an advertising guy. So You're an advertising guy. Yeah. Did so, you write? Did you co-write any songs with anyone? Um, Can you sue and say that you did? I, I could. <laughs> I could. I, don't, I wasn't around in 1966, so I may have a little bit of trouble uh, proving anything. But By the way, I'm reading that in 1994, there was another court case, and that's when Mike Love got writing credits for Wouldn't It Be Nice?, and I know there's an answer. Yeah. Those were rewarded uh, four years later. He's hey, that, hey, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> He's due to go back into court soon, I think. In yeah. 2018, let's clean up. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a lot left on the Let's get table. the rest of them. <laughs> I would love to hear David Lee Roth do a version of Wouldn't It Be Nice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so what's your first one off Pet Sounds? Uh, my first one is called That's Not Me. Do you have the mono version of uh, Pet Sounds? I have both. Please feel free to send me the mono version. I love the, uh, I'm, I'm all into the mono. Maybe you have mono. Maybe that's what you're calling I might have mononucleosis is what they call it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to imagine being, you know, being alive in 1966 <laughs> and buying this, buying this record and hearing the sounds that are coming out of it. I mean, it just listening to it right now, there's such a leap. I think, you know, from the stuff they were doing in, earlier in the 60s to this. I wonder what ty what the fidelity was like at home, though. Like, what, what, what was the average stereo system at home when you brought Pet Sounds or Sgt. Pepper home? Where you really, you really weren't getting 
what they heard in the studio. No. Like now, I believe, you know, and I know people love vinyl, but give me a CD copy of this with these headphones and that's going to sound phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I mean, he, uh, I think he made stuff in a way to make it sound good through, through those, through the speakers of the time, okay. or, you know, through a car, you know, especially, you know, the earlier stuff, he wanted it to sound good coming out of your car stereo. My yeah. sister-in-law used to work over at uh, Henson Studios, and that was where, um, I forget what the recording studio, I think, well, I think it's called Henson Studios now, but it was, back in the day, it was called something different. That's where We Are The World was recorded. Mm -hmm. But she would say, you know, from her office window, she could see, like, like Ozzy Osbourne would be coming out with a cassette, and he would get in the car, and they'd listen in the cassette, or yep. a CD, because they wanted to hear what it would sound like in the car. That's mm -hmm. how they knew if they had it or not. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. Yeah. Very cool. Um, my next song off Pet Sounds is God Only Knows. I may not always love you, but long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Though life would still go on, believe me The world could show nothing to me So what good would living do me? Another classic. McCartney says that's his favorite song ever. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe you should have fucking shown up <laughs> instead of being at the court yeah. case. <laughs> yeah, suing, man. Suing people for songs yeah. was something I know nothing about. about yet, <laughs> but I will in a few more years. I'm going I'm I'm to talk. Paul, I'm going to call me about that suing thing because I don't want to get on board with some of that. <laughs> um, God Only Knows has been covered by so many people. By God only knows. Uh, Neil Diamond does a version of it. I'm sure it's fantastic. Well, let's, let's hear a little bit of it. This is something we like to do. We call an audible and listen to what Neil brings to the table. Are you a Neil Diamond fan? Um, that's a no. That's a, yeah, that's a hard <laughs> no. You didn't even hesitate. Um, okay, this kicks off his album called I'm Glad You're Here With Me Tonight. Which is a very, very long album title. Very clunky. Here we go. Turn it up. Here we go. Here we go. It's up. Okay. Let's have a long intro. Maybe this isn't plugged in. I got nothing. Is your audio on? Yeah. How about in your iTunes? Thought it was. Hold on. This is fun for everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Try again. There we go. Here we go. Wait, move your. Hold on. Now try it. Oh, okay. I may not always love you. <laughs> but as long as there are stars above you. I bet my dad loves this version. Oh, oh this great. is better than the original. You'll never need I want this played at my funeral. <laughs> I'll make you so sure about Let's get to the chorus, Neil. I would long for a David Lee Roth version it's of this God right now. God only knows 
when Neil covers songs, sometimes he gets it horribly wrong. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> he does... He does a song by Tracy Chapman called Baby Can I Hold You. Okay. And like the line the lines are sorry is all that you can't say. Neil didn't understand that. He sings sorry is all you can say. Uh, that must be a typo. Totally <laughs> totally missed the boat. Totally missed the boat. Now just indulge me for a second just for fun of it. Let's hear Neil take on... Is that a speaker over there or is that a Pono player? I'm asking What is that? Sincerity. What's that uh, triangular case? There? Is that a bomb that you're going to put on a roller coaster? <laughs> what is that? Uh, those are my glasses. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you have your glasses on right now? Because uh, I can... Yeah. He couldn't see what that was. <laughs> <laughs> here's, uh, here's Neil tackling a Beatles classic. Since he just tackled a Beach Boys classic. Here we go. I don't even know what it is yet. It's from a terrible album. Is it? It's an all covers album. <laughs> He's not playing that. No. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's like Peter and the Wolf. I can't speed it up there. We'll miss him. We'll miss the end. The intro. Or we'll miss the... You'll hear. Yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. All my troubles seem so far away. Terrible. Okay, let's hear him cover an Eagles classic. Are these all on the same album? Yes. From 2010. It's called Dreams. Don't buy it. <laughs> you will not enjoy it. I didn't come here for Neil Diamond covers. <laughs> Desperado. <laughs> oh, God. Why don't you come? It's almost like a joke. Like, it's almost like a it's sketch. Like a been out it's like a joke. Fences. Neil Diamond ruined your favorite so songs. <laughs> Here's another one. You might know this by Gladys Knight and the Pips. He could say anything after these intros. Like, he could be like, smells like teen spirit. <laughs> yes, like, it wouldn't even matter. <laughs> nope. Really? What did Prove too much for the girl. This is Midnight Train to Georgia. This is so bad. So she's leaving. The life she's come to know is the slowest fucking train <laughs> I've ever been on. He could say she's Desperado right back here. To find. And one more Beatles song. Yankee Rose. He could say anything. <laughs> like, it's like the intro's nothing. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> we got blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Oh, this is a little sped up. <laughs> Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Even the cover of the album, he's sitting in a recliner with his guitar. He's put in no effort for this. Yeah. If I owned, Lazy boy, it's up. If I owned a bar, that's what I would play at closing time to get everyone to Oh, leave. my God. What People would run. People would run out closing of there. Closing time. It's closing time. <laughs> closing time. 
Oh, that was uh, that was garbage. We- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it hot garbage or just it was, garbage? No, it was it was well, it was, <coughs> yeah, it was pretty hot garbage. You got another Pet Sound song for I, us? I do. Yeah, we need a palate cleanser. How about uh, here today? Here today. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with just a little glance now Right away you're thinking about romance now You know you ought to take it slower But you just can't wait to get to know her A brand new love affair is such a beautiful thing But if you're not careful Think about the pain it can bring It makes you feel so bad your heart feels sad it makes your days go wrong it makes your night so long you've got to keep in mind love is here Yeah, Mike. Mike has a lot of uh, lead vocals on this record, so I think he was. I think he was all in. Yeah, and he sound. He sounds really good. Mike Love has a good voice. Mm-hmm. He's really got a great voice. He had any writing credits on here. This seems strange. <laughs> oh, that's that's just a promo copy. Like even like Bruce is on the back. See, that's not. Uh, <laughs> that's not a, a real copy. A year and a half later, September eighteenth, nineteen sixty-seven, we get an album called Smiley Smile. I think you, he has one more pet song. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, that's, um, what, do, what do you got from us, for us? Uh, yeah, so uh, one more from Pet Sounds. Okay. Um, and then I'll jump into that Neil Diamond again. Brian re-recorded this song in the 90s. I just wasn't made for these times. Um, you know, a documentary about his life. Perfect title. on this album i don't know why it doesn't hold the weight that you know other albums i find to be classics do did you um did you hear it after you know like so when rolling stone would put out their list of the top 500 average yes it's, it's a top uh, 10 and so you came yeah i so came to maybe it. hype the high it didn't it didn't quite hit the heights that you thought it, it was going to yeah i mean i don't know why i don't know why it took me so long to hear it i mean all the you know all these bands from the 60s i mean i was you know two when these albums came out (laughs) right but i just don't know why um i just don't know why it doesn't uh, resonate me with me the way because i wanted to i don't go into something wanting to hate it i hate people that do that yep 
uh, unless it's a bad movie. Like this movie, we watched a movie today called Roller Coaster, and it was absolutely the worst <laughs> fucking bore of all time. When 1977 came out two weeks <clears throat> after Star Wars, it, the gimmick was it was uh, filmed in sense around. There's only two scenes that really use the sense around, and they're at the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. And the rest is just talking. It's and just talking and walking. <laughs> and uh, where is he? I don't know. There he is. We got to get him. Is this the guy who like blew up one roller coaster? He blows up one roller and coaster. And then starts a fire somewhere else. And then he demands a million dollars or he's going to blow up another <laughs> roller coaster. It is. It should, and when we say blow it up, he like. He puts a bomb there. It just he, like yeah, blows it, the track a little bit and yeah. then it careens off the track. That's, yeah. Like if you put your hands flat, like I'm doing here and then it goes, and then just piece of the track. Hands, yeah, yeah. One of the hands just goes up. It's, and that's enough to send that motherfucker off the rails. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't uh, download that for the flight home. Probably no. Oh no. my Lord. Okay. No. Unless you want to get some sleep. Oh, fair if enough. you want to get some sleep. Fair enough. So, uh, so before smiley smile, we should talk about smile. Yeah, but that's like, wasn't released though. Yeah. Until after the fact. But for the next couple of albums, they're going to pull from Smile. Smile. So Smile was intended to be the follow-up. So Pet Sounds comes out, then Sgt. Pepper's comes out, Mm -hmm. and Brian is obsessed with trying to one-up that. So in the same way the Beatles were trying to one-up Pet Sounds, now Brian wants to do the same. And so they, they start working on Smile, which obviously over the years became this legendary unreleased album um, probably drove Brian even more crazy because yeah. he had even more sounds in his head that he couldn't quite get out there um, for the longest time. No one else in the band wanted anything to do with it. When, once it collapsed, it just sort of put a lot of strain on all of them mentally. Um, but you start to hear a lot of the songs get repurposed for later releases. So it has this influence now in the next really 10 years of their career. But we've really never got a definitive issue of smile yet. Right. Um, well, I mean, they did release something recent, not that long ago. Yeah. So that has, um, that has, no one really knows what the actual running order was right, supposed to right. be. So they, they did come out with the, with the smile sessions, um, I, you know, within the last 10 years, I don't remember exactly when that uh, came actually, out. Actually, uh, let me see. I can tell you. 2011. 2011. Um, where, and, and earlier, Brian had done a tour where he played songs from Smile. And, and so they, they actually used the order that he did his album in. Gotcha. As kind of a, a, a template for how they were going to do that running order. But no one really knew because they never really finished anything and got it anywhere near to completion. Although Capital did promotion and they had the record the cover done and everything wow that's crazy um and it just sort of collapsed so i actually have i did i did bring a song from smile yeah let's hear it we're sort of uh to jam it in here and um it, this one's called cabin essence light the lamp and fire cabin essence timely hello welcomes the
I think when you get in the place where you're starting to one up other bands that are popular, I think, I think that's a struggle. I don't think you're gonna, you should just make the best album you can make and let the people decide. Yeah. I, yeah like let it speak for itself. Let it speak for itself. Yeah. And I wonder if it had something to do with the fact that they were label mates and, and so there was a, a competitive aspect to it. Well, that could be true. They were also, um, the Beach Boys were hugely popular in the UK. So even and here for the next couple of albums that we're going to talk about, the album sales weren't great, but almost all of them went top 10 in the UK. And when they would go over there on tour, they would get massive crowds. That's still great. And, um, the singles would still do. So they were incredibly popular in the UK, which I think also led Brian to want to be competitive with the Beatles. It also could have been too, like when they're at Capitol Records, they're like, hey, look, look how much the Sgt. Pepper sold or whatever. And then they're like, well, all right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take that pet, pet Sounds poster down. Put Sergeant Peppers up. <laughs> so, um, Smiley Smile, which is just, is this a Sully Sullenberger's favorite album? It is. Smiley Smile? <laughs> yeah. But what I want to say first is Smiley Smile comes out September 18th, 1967. And then two months later, December 18th, 1967, another album, Wild Honey. Mm-hmm. Within two months. Yeah. Well, it's all this, it's all this leftover stuff. It's all the smile. leftover stuff. Yeah. Uh, so smiley smile, dude, I did not like this album. Yeah. This is a tough one for me I too. I did not like it. It has good vibrations on it. And that's great. Yeah. Actually it's, well, it's good. It's good vibration. No, that's great. I mean, that's a, and, uh, and it has uh, heroes and villains. Yeah. But then I, I didn't really didn't like anything. It's tough. It's very lo-fi. It's just, it's very... Um, so they didn't one-up Sgt. Peppers? <laughs> no, they did not. So uh, what did one you bring? Up with one down. <laughs> I brought Heroes and Villains and Good Vibrations. What do you got? Um, I, uh, so I brought one that was from Smile. It's called Wonderful. Okay, let's hear Wonderful first. Co-written with Van Dyke Parks. She belongs Most of Smiley Smile. It's a lot like this. Do you like this song? I, I do. Okay. I do. Are you punking us? <laughs> and again, this album's this album's 27 minutes long. Yep. All right, let's hear good vibrations. Everyone likes good vibrations. I'm actually gonna sue for writing credit on this. <laughs> like this is so cool. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what I'm hearing. I don't know what those instruments are. What's that making that noise? I know that's a tambourine. And uh, producer on this is listed as the Beach Boys. Yep. Everyone producing this. Yep. And then let's hear Heroes and Villains.
you have anything else off? Uh, that was it. No, that was yeah, that was it. Yeah, this this one's it's a it's a tough one. It's a me. tough listen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Wild Honey, I liked more, mm-hmm. and uh, it's so short. This album is twenty three minutes. Twenty three minutes. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, and they're they're uh, they're actually mostly a self contained band on this one, so not a not a ton of wrecking. Crew. Yeah, same with the last out uh, with Smiley Smile too. Mm-hmm. It just yep yeah. Um, so what do you got for us off of uh, Wild Honey? Uh, oh, the first one I have is Wild Honey. song i brought you brought the song that uh opened side one and i brought the song that opened side two this is called darlin i'd never heard this song until you sent me this album I love i like this because it reminds me of chicago yeah, it does yeah How Blaine playing drums on this tune. Yeah, I brought that one too. Oh, it's, you did? Cool. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, this is really their R&B, R&B record. Uh, and Carl sang both of those. Yeah. And he's got a great, great soul voice. And I had never thought about the Chicago connection before, but you're right. That sounds a lot like early Chicago. And then there's going to be even more of a Chicago connection soon yes um and uh, rock and peace carl wilson too mm-hmm. died died in 1998 he was 51 yep jeez that's that's crazy he was sued to death <laughs> <laughs> what did he die of do we know uh cancer uh, uh so i yeah I, I'm, I'm guessing in the 70s if you had said you know which one of the three brothers would be the last one around it would oh. not have been brian no yeah not at all no but uh, yeah, that's rough. Have you seen that? What's that movie with John Cusack and Paul oh, Dano? Where they Love both, and Mercy. Is that I, good? I haven't seen it. Uh, it is. It is good. The um, is it weird that the, they both the play Paul Brian? Dano parts are good and the John Cusack parts are bad? Is that what you're going to say? I was. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? Do you think uh, the um, I'm I'm blanking on who plays him at which. So basically, one of them plays him in the '60s. I think Dano plays him younger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that would make sense. And then Cusack plays him in the in the '80s, basically. So it's kind of you know it's it's parallel of him making pet sounds, and then him kind of getting mentally better in the '80s with Doctor Landy. Doctor Landy. Who plays Landy in that movie? Um, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember now. But yeah, the Paul, the, is uh, it Muhammad Ali? I think so. <laughs> Go ahead. Paul Dano. Uh, the Paul Dano parts are that, that part of the movie is, mm-hmm. is, is really good. And I think really interesting. And 
you, you kind of see his, his manic obsession with perfection in the studio and how he is ordering the musicians around. And I'll give you two guesses who plays Landy. It's someone that like, uh, you're, you're going to be like, oh yeah, of course it's him. <sighs> give me his initials. PG. PG. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. All right. Did uh, and there was a there was a made for TV movie I think on ABC I think it was a two night event four hours I think John Stamos produced it about the Beach Boys mm-hmm. I remember watching that uh, I haven't seen that I think it's called Endless Summer I think so or Endless Harmony one or the other and I think um, I think one of the cast members of Veep plays their dad what's his name uh, Dunn his last name oh Dunn. yeah Kevin Dunn Kevin Dunn I yeah. think plays their dad yeah. I want to, I should check that out. Yeah, I think I, I remembered it being okay. So, uh, are we moving on or are we still on Wild uh, Hunting? No, that's it from Wild Hunting. Okay, now this next album, I had never heard, I had never heard anything from this. And I thought this was a pretty good album. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, agree? I like, yeah, I do. I like, I like this one. Uh, I like this one a lot more than, than, than Smiley Smile for sure. I like the cover too. It's a. Uh, yeah, the, the bushes are the only off putting thing. Everything else I like, but yeah. the weird, they're like faces in the bushes. <laughs> their faces in the clouds. Yeah, those don't bother me. The bushes are just odd. Like I, I brought three songs off this. Cool. So what do you got? You're first, Kevin. Okay, I'll go. Uh, so this, um, Be Here in the Morning, this is a uh, very heavily uh, Maharishi-influenced song. It's been such a long day. sounds like a white album kind of you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like we wrote this in india we're gonna throw it on this record kind of thing who was doing the very high vocals there uh that was carl so that's okay. al, it's mostly al and carl and the vocals there mm-hmm. and it was written by brian and carl and mike and al so i guess dennis was <laughs> out surfing that day and this is their 14th album in six years we're still in the 60s yeah. we're still in the 60s 1968 yeah, yeah. Uh, I brought the uh, title track as my first song. This is called Friends. production on this album is really great too yeah it really sounds good yeah also produced by the beach boys the beach boys as an entity Mm -hmm. also dennis wilson really steps up his game on this as far as creatively listening a lot more leads and getting some co-writing credits yeah he uh he's really he's really coming into his own over these next few records um i um i also brought one called uh busy doing nothing 
afternoon was filled up with phone calls. What a hot, sticky day. If you decide to come, you're gonna do it right. Drive for a couple miles. You see a sign and turn left for a couple blocks. Next is mine. You'll turn left on a little road. It's a bumpy one. You'll see a white fence. Move the gate and drive through on the left. I had that one too. Side. Yeah. Come right in and you'll. In case um, you're wondering how to get to Brian's house, he was just giving you directions. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, this next one was co-written by Dennis Wilson, lead vocals by Dennis Wilson. It's just a minute, 24 seconds. It's called Be Still. little song yep uh are we still on friends uh no that's it for friends all right 19 we're in 1969 yeah we're, we're almost done with the 60s almost done with the 60s i can't believe it uh how long have we been recording kyle an hour and 52 minutes all right we're in good we're in good uh, what am i gonna say i can't even talk i don't nice, have a sentence nice pace nice pace yep. 2020 what do you think of this album cover i don't hate it uh, hold on let me bring it up not, you're gonna not like it i think uh, probably not if you that way. Um, it's okay. I don't know who's this guy down in the left. That's Jardine. They didn't even want him on the cover. <laughs> He's like praying. <laughs> You're gonna crop this like the one where we're all on the diving board, right? No, I think Brian's not on this album cover. I think that's right. Yeah, Carl's there. Sometimes you can confuse Carl with Brian because when Carl doesn't have his beard and he looks chunky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what happened with Brian? Is he on the album? He is on the album. Um, I guess he, he caught whatever Al had. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Manson supposedly co-wrote a song called Never Learn Not to Love. Yeah. He, he remains uncredited. Yeah, so Dennis... Do you think he's going to sue his estate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, the Manson family lived with Dennis for several months. Um, very strange. Yeah. Dennis picked up a couple of the girls hitchhiking, uh, took them back to his house. Oh yeah. Family lived there for a while. And allegedly Dennis gave Charlie, you know, several thousand dollars worth of clothes and stuff or whatever in exchange for the song, which is why, you know, he wasn't credited, but Hmm. yeah, that's, that's the story. I didn't bring that song. Did you bring it? I didn't No. No. Um, well at the time Dennis didn't, he just thought they were hippies and, yeah, crazies. He didn't know they were going to kill people. Right. Hey, we're real into murder. <laughs> That's great. That song you were just playing, though. <laughs> he, that, <laughs> here's my thing about Charles Manson. He never really killed anyone himself. But he was very manipulative. I know. But, I mean, if I tell Kevin to kill you, <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't go to jail. 
I gotta be honest. I've always found that to be just because the words that came out of my mouth made someone else do a very, the worst thing. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm, just, <laughs> I mean, that's I'm not saying Charles Manson. I didn't come here for Charles Manson sympathizers. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have eventually done something horrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying it's always been, it was always weird. I mean, and he proved himself not to be fit to be released, but I mean, that's just my idea. For, I don't condone it. He had been in for so long. My idea for a reality show when he was alive was they should just release him. And just follow him around with a camera crew like he tries to buy an iPhone this week. (laughs) Oh, my God. How's that? Uh, The song you played earlier, Cabin Essence, is on this album. Yes, it is. Closes out the album. Mm -hmm. Um, Say it's actually the the, what I played is the one on this album. Because it's almost this album is basically all outtakes from the last two years. Okay. Cobbled together. And Um, I didn't I didn't hate this album, but it didn't like I didn't love it. I only brought one. I brought uh, the track the the, the the song no i did not bring the track i brought um uh, i thought i brought do it again but i didn't i brought all i want to do found that to be kind of a heavy heavier yeah. song for them yep yep rocking yeah Dur- during the 80s during like all that like judas priest was being sued why didn't they ever go like you know charles manson wrote a song for the beach boys right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah let us alone um what did you bring for us from this album uh i'm gonna i'm gonna skip 28 and go to 29 uh so this is time to get alone So that song was intended uh, to be recorded by Three Dog Night. Brian wrote it. Oh, he, okay. he had a um, uh, he was close friends with one of the guys in the group, and he wrote that for them to record. And I think the um, the Beach Boys just liked it too much and said, "Don't don't give that one don't away." Don't give that away. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> this album cover looks like Brian was in another store shopping, and they were like, "Let's run over to Macy's and get our picture taken." <laughs> Where'd Brian go? He's in Big and Tall. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's break into the 70s. Uh, again, that, that album was produced by the Beach Boys, and this next one's produced he, by the he Beach Boys. He's got one more. I'm sorry, off 2020. Yeah, so it's on the CD of 2020, but this is actually a standalone single. 
uh, that's between 2020 and the next record. So oh, fancy. Yeah. So we'll transition um, so we to the 70s. Yeah. So Break Away is the title. By Ted Bundy. <laughs> at the time, he was living at uh, Carl Wilson's house, and they mm-hmm. laid down some songs. Yeah, he was doing some gardening for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, now we move into the seventies. Now we get a Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> composition. Uh, oh, this is a long album, thirty-six minutes. Produced by the Beach Boys. They had to take a break during it. <laughs> <laughs> this album, I love. Yeah, this is this, this one's is, really good. I think this is my favorite one. It's right up there for me. We didn't hit your favorite one yet. Though, we haven't we? gotten there yet. Uh, yeah, this uh, sunflower is really good. I enjoyed listening to this uh, all the way through. The first song. I only brought one song though, because to be honest, I had a bunch, and I'm like, I'll just play one. Yep. So I brought the song called "It's About Time." I used to be a famous artist. like that a lot yeah i think if this album wasn't credited to the beach boys if it was another you know if they had changed the name of the band yeah. or something like that didn't I, put their pictures on the cover any credits yeah people would have been like whoa what's this yeah i think people really would have taken to when did chicago's first record come out 69 uh, 69 yeah, yeah i mean i think that song also sounds a lot like it does it sounds a lot like early chicago so i you know this is we're definitely getting into i think just a real murderer's row of of Beach Boys albums. Mm-hmm. And then the next several they put out, I think are as good as anything they've ever done, as good as anything any band's ever done. Um, my first choice off of Sunflower is Add Some Music to Your Day. Yeah, this is a great one. I had this, but I took it off. The Sunday morning gospel goes good with the sun. Yeah. 
Where's the money coming from right now? Is it from touring? Because there's no singles, there's no big singles, nope. and the album sales are not there. Yep. So this is um, so one place that comes from. This is their first album on Reprise. So they're no longer on Capital. Ah. Um, they sign a big new record deal with Reprise. They get their own um, custom imprint, Brother Brother Records. Um, and um, but they're still they're still a big touring act. So throughout all of this, they're still selling out massive okay. concerts all across America, all around the world. Um, so the money's still coming in from there. So you said you don't have a second one? I did not bring another one because I, I, I really did like the whole album. It is from, from uh, top to bottom. Yeah, it's, it's great. I agree. So the other one I brought is, is uh, I think, Dennis Wilson's best song. Uh, this one's called Forever. If every word I said could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. I asked the sky just what we had, it shone forever. If the song I sing to you. Also, on the next couple, uh, these next couple albums, uh, the captain from the Captain and Tennille. Yep. Daryl Dragon plays yep. uh, some instruments here and there. If your name is Daryl Dragon, why do you go by the captain? <laughs> what do you mean? That's a great name. Daryl Dragon, Dragon and Tennille? Make her change her name. Daryl Dragon and the captain? Yeah. She's the captain? <laughs> captain Dragon and Tennille. Hmm. All right. Yeah, she's on a lot of these records, too. Oh, is she? Yeah. Tony Tennille? Yeah. Yeah. That's where they got their start. Yeah, the dragon and Tony. Tony and the dragon? Tony and the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coughing and dying all at the same time. Um, you got another one from Sunflower? No, that's it for Sunflower. Want to move on to... Uh, now, how did they come up with this title? Surf's Up. Hmm, interesting. They, decided, they, they went there again. They did. Um, this is this is my favorite. This is your favorite. Yeah. Let's see. You know what? Uh, this was not my favorite, but that doesn't mean it's not your favorite. No, it, it, it does it not. Certainly mean does that. not. It's definitely my favorite. <laughs> what if he went? You know what? Actually, it isn't my favorite now. <laughs> now that you say that, it isn't my favorite. Um, I don't know what it was. Was it the production on this? Let's let me hear what song. Maybe I'll change my mind. Let me hear what songs you brought. Yeah, I brought I brought a lot. From this one, so. I brought ten. Okay, great. Um, I only brought nine, so I guess we may have a, a one or two that overlap. Uh, the first one I brought is um, it's a Carl Wilson one. It's called Long Promise Road. That's the only one I brought. So hard to answer futures riddle when ahead is seeming so far behind. No, the production's good. So hard to laugh a childlike giggle when the tears start to torture my mind. So hard to shed the life of before To let my soul automatically soar But I hit hard at the battle that's confronting me Up the 
That's great. Yeah. So, uh, so Carl really has become kind of the leader of the band at this point. He's the one that's really driving you know them into the studio, and um, they're co-producing all these albums together as a band. But he's he's taken on a bigger, um, just a more prominent place in terms of leadership of the band, and um, they uh, they get hooked up with this guy named Jack Riley. He becomes their new manager, and um, he. Um, Brian meets him when Brian's working in a health food store down in Venice <laughs> called the Radiant Radish. It's sort of like this side. So you could wander in and meet Brian Wilson. Yeah. Would yeah. he sign an album back then if you brought it in? Probably. Yeah, maybe. He'd only sign a radish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign your jar of wheat germ, but nothing else. So, uh, yeah, so this, this guy, Riley, ends up, he's, he's credited as a co-writer on several songs in this on this record and um, we'll get to the title track in a second but he was so the title track was from smile and was intended to be the centerpiece of the smile record and and riley really pushed brian to to resurrect it and okay. and, and create this this album around it so b- before we get to that um we haven't heard bruce sing yet so i brought a bruce song this is uh disney girls changing style just in time words that rhyme will bless your soul now I'll fill your hands with kisses and a tootsie roll for reality it's not Sounds better in the headphones than when I listened to it earlier in the week. This is going to sound like I'm saying it as an insult, but I'm not. I'm genuinely saying (laughs) this sounds like a Carly Simon song. How dare you? Like a song she would sing. (laughs) What the? Where do you get off? (laughs) Kevin's our guest. Why would you insult him like that? God, jeez, you fly all the way out. Yeah. (laughs) Play hotcakes. (laughs) You play hotcakes and we'll see if it sounds like, if that sounds anything like Carly Simon. Uh, I would like to hear the Neil Diamond version. Hot cakes. I got something for you. Let's hear hot cakes, though. You better have it in there. on the griddle as you drop that batter into that hot butter. Round and brown, piping hot. Like as not, what we got is hot cakes. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Puffing up fluffy and sweet. Is this where rap came from? I think so. This early rap. And then the horn and the hubba, hubba. It's so nuts. Uh, by the way, for the listeners, if you're enjoying the Sunflower Surfs Up part of our show, if you go to Amazon.com right now, you can buy a, a nice twofer CD that has uh, Sunflower and Surfs Up uh, for $12.34. Uh, $12. That's a bargain That's for those right. two albums. Yep. What yep. do you got? You going to play another one for us? Uh, hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have two more from Surf's Up. This okay. is uh, just the title track. This album's great. Uh, we're almost there. The, um, 
First, we're going to play uh, one called Till I Die. I'm a cork on the ocean. John Wetton said this was his favorite prog rock album of all time. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Rock and peace, John Wetton. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. That that one sounded really good in the headphones. It did. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to this through the headphones. I just listened to it through my computer speakers. Yeah. And that was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, the, harm, the harmonies on that one are great. You going to close it out for us with yeah, something? Yeah, so uh, let's do Surf's Up. So as I, as I said, this was supposed to be the centerpiece of, of Smile. Um, you can hear versions of this on, that, on the Smile sessions. The big change they made for this album is um, Carl sang the lead vocal instead of Brian. Okay. A diamond necklace played the pond Hand in hand, sun drove the long walk To a handsome man in the a blind glass there, a star we see Back through the opera glass you see The beat in the pendulum And then I had a second, I had a second cue on that one. Heart, heart and I beyond belief, a broken man too tough to cry. up, Well, I got to tell you, Kevin, it's time for a title fight. <laughs> it's it's we a title fight is breaking out right here on the show tonight. Oh boy, you're familiar with title fight? I am. Where we play songs of the same title by different artists. This is from an album from 1984. The album's called Bad Attitude, and Kyle, turn it up a little bit. You guys can figure out who the artist is. Songs so, called. So. It's not Neil Diamond. Oh. The waves are pounding on the sand tonight. 
100% the beach one. <laughs> you didn't even give it a chance. He's never been surfing. <laughs> Ever. Oh, he's not trying to wait you hear the chorus. So am I. <laughs> it's like the most rapey beach song of all time. Oh God! So oh. did did Mike Love sue him for? Uh, <laughs> that's that's written by uh, Jim Steinman. Oh boy! Will Meatloaf and Jim Steinman get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I actually think they will. Probably. I don't, I don't think so. Posthumously. <laughs> Posthumously. <laughs> Yeah, just wait till they die. Or at least wait till Meatloaf kicks the bucket. It, it won't be long, right? It, it won't be that long. It can't. Surf's up and so Is am I. Is that about going down on, some, on a woman? No, he wants to, uh, they're on the beach and he wants to, it's time. Mm. He, he, wanna, he wants to do it. Yeah. Surf's up and so, I don't know, some of the lyrics are probably about going down on a woman, I'm sure. It's Jim Steinman. We're on the beach, and here comes the clam. It floats in the... I don't know. Uh, are we moving on? We are. Okay, this is a hot fucking mess of an album, this next thing. I don't even know what it is. I didn't know if it was an official Beach Boys album. Uh, it's called... It's just, so, it's just so weird to me. It's called Carl and the... Beach Boys, mm -hmm. Carl and the Passions, So Tough. Yep. It sounds like Carl Wilson had a project and then he just slapped the Beach Boys name on it. Is that what happened? It's not. No. It's it, it it's was a, a very clunky title. Mm -hmm. It was a Beach Boys album from the start. Carl and the Passions was one of the names that they had when they first got started getting started. So they were kind of resurrecting that. I think it's probably supposed to feel like it's a concept album. Okay. Um, but no, Beach Boys Beach Boys record from the start. And what do you what do you think of it? Also, also these two new guys, yeah. Blondie Chaplin mm -hmm. and Ricky Fatar. Yeah, I think so. I am not down with these two guys. Oh. To, to me, these guys are not in the Beach Boys. These guys might be in Carl and the Passions. I don't. I don't like the. I don't like their input. Yeah, I. I kind of do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I, we, I we mean, can, I, we can agree to disagree. Yeah, I. I like the. I like the kind of different voice that they brought. Rick, uh, Ricky Fatar was a drummer. So Dennis had um, done something to his hand and couldn't, he'd sort of just stopped drumming at this point okay. in, in the, uh, the career of the band. And so Ricky came in and, 
Yeah. By the way, you know why the show is not sounded good to me the oh, whole time? Your headphones went on. I didn't have my headphones turned on. Okay. What an asshole. <laughs> is everyone else's headphones turned on? Yeah. Because I have to tell you, now it sounds great. And the whole time I've been sitting here and I've been thinking to myself, Kevin flew out here. <laughs> and when I take this file tonight and I get it home and I put it in the computer, it's going to be fucked up. And I'm just like, I have, I've been trying to have fun. But at the same time, this whole time, I've just been like, if this file is fucked up, <laughs> I am going to fucking, oh, you're, it's going to be you're awful. You're usually the person that's like, the like, hey, make sure your headphones are on. I know. I don't know how my headphones weren't on. I don't know. Mine were on when I, I mine and yep. Kevin's I were I turned everyone's on. on, but I don't know what happened to mine. Turned them off. I must have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, now I'm confident that everything's fun. Now I'm going to have fun. Oh, yeah. No. I've been hating this whole show so Everything. far, but now I'm, you know what? Give me the thing because I got to just, I got to, before we keep going with Beach Boys music, I have to <laughs> let you guys know that one time in 1979, uh, Neil Diamond recorded uh, another cover of a song, a classic song, and I just want to share it with you guys. God. And then we'll continue with the Beach Boys. This is not on a live album. What do you think of this? You don't even know what song it is yet. You won't be even. Sounds like he's in the underground level of Mario. This is a disaster. It's a disastrous song. It is a, We're all a, here. a colossal disaster. Is right. Dancing in the street. Is it, is it reggae? It's is not it fun to save like cadence? No. He rushes it like it should be like dancing in the street. He's like dancing in the street, like the wrong emphasis. It's Shatner-esque. I gotta tell you, Kyle, when I record a cover, I like to make it my own. <laughs> I mean that that is a hot fucking mess of us that's my phrase for tonight for some reason yeah okay carl and the passions i do have one song that i enjoyed all right which one marcella yeah that's one of mine all right let's hear marcella we can agree that this is good Now, this one guy, Ricky Fatar, he plays drums. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's, also yeah. in, he's also in the Ruddles. He, he said oh, that wow. Dennis Wilson was having trouble with his hands, and that's why he was playing, and then you started to play a Neil Diamond song. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have his headphones on when I was. That's true. Songs. They haven't been on the whole time. I haven't heard any of these songs. <laughs> and uh, this Blondie Chaplin, it looks like he still plays with Brian Solo. He, he does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, so the, the one I picked off this is a... Uh, it only has eight songs. Yeah. 
And and I picked one of the one of the Blondie and Ricky vocals. It's uh, here she comes. And they also co-wrote this song. Mm-hmm. just is such a this has it's a weird thing in the catalog for me with it we got two new guys it's it's just strange to me yeah it's uh it's an anomaly it doesn't um now are they permanent members after this uh, i think they're on the next album they, too yeah they're on they're on the next one and then there's a live album that comes out after yeah. the next one that they're on and then that's it so they're they're only on three official releases and reprise could not have been happy when this came across their desks as, yeah, the, as the next prob- beach boys album probably not Probably not. Uh, guys, um, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, who's Carl in the Passions? <laughs> well, Carl, Carl was in the band. He's one, he's Wilson brother. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, that guy. Uh, all right. But um, then, then the So Tough is strange. Yeah, like, I, think it was, I think it was supposed to be a concept album. Like, here's, you know, here's the band Carl and the Passions yeah. and their album So Tough. And I think that was the But the Beach Boys it. are going to... It's weird. Yeah. It's hard to get my head around. I'm done. Okay. Turn my headphones back on. <laughs> uh, okay. This Holland album is next. Yep. Comes out in January 1973. Produced by the Beach Boys. What do you think of that album cover? It's like a. It has nothing to do. There's no windmills. No. It's just a ship. It's the name but of the ship. But it's inverted. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The reflection of it is up top. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, do you like this album? I do. Um, this is uh, Elvis Costello says it's one of his favorite albums. It's his favorite prog rock album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a good one. This has um, uh, it's it's got some really good songs. As possibly my favorite Beach Boy song is on this record. Then it's got like th- a three song thing that's kind of like a. a concept mm-hmm. uh, the california right. saga california saga big sir the beaks of angle angles that's not a word angles. the beaks of eagles mm-hmm. and then california so yep. what i'm sorry what was your song what do you got, you got uh, a couple. yeah so i have a couple from this um the first one is uh, this could be my favorite beach boys song uh sail on sailor wow well hmm. and it's lead vocal by a guy that's not really a beach boy right that can't be your favorite beach boy song I won't let it be. <laughs> I sail an ocean, I'm sailing ocean through restful waters and deep commotion. Often frightened, unenlightened. Sail on, sail on, sailor. Say 
like the song Drive On Driver? <laughs> uh, no, that one's... Ride, ride On Rider? No, those are really derivative. I, you know, I'm not really down. Bake On Baker. Bake On Baker. <laughs> I don't know who sings... I feel like they'd still do this in concert. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not s- sure, I'm not sure who sings it now, though. That's funny, because I was going to say, who do you think would sing this if they did it? Um, I mean, I would imagine when he was still around that Carl would have mm-hmm. would have done it because he's got that high vocal. John Cowsill sings some stuff live with him now, oh. so maybe he would do that. Maybe, yeah. Uh, the song I brought from Holland. <coughs> when my voice changes, it's because I'm holding back a cough, and then eventually I just cough anyway. But the song is "Only with You," written by Dennis and Mike Love. Sung by Carl. Love so many things that I feel. I've only felt with you, only with you. And then there are the things that we do. Best ups and downs Until the love I finally found So yeah, Carl uh, had lung cancer, a cigarette smoker since the age of 13 or 14. Mm. Well, that'll do it. That yeah. will do it. That's, yeah. that's about 40 years of uh, smoke. It's amazing these guys that can sing like Carl Wilson. Yeah. And they're smokers. I would yeah. think that would mess with your voice so much. Yeah, I Wait, would think, think Yeah. At some point you'd lose it. I know. Well, and Brian's voice, we'll we'll hear it in the next couple albums, but his voice really changes. You know, earlier he's he's singing, you know, much higher, a lot yeah. of falsetto, but then his voice really drops down. Yeah. Um, I think because of all the all the drugs and puberty, and, yeah, and that as well. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you got? Um, I picked, yeah, I brought one more, and I'll just uh, so the song's called "The Traitor," and I'll just I'll read a quote um, about this song. That I, I just, it's great. So Carl's vocal on "The Traitor" is well something of a miracle. The Traitor may be the best piece of work ever by a man who did many many great vocals. The song is the centerpiece to Holland, and all these years later, still leaves me with my mouth hung open when I hear it. Tom Petty. This, wow. This was the other song that I had, but then I, I took it off. I narrowed it. I had two, but then I went to just the one. Great. Yeah, this is great.
Yeah. I think all these records are going to grow on you. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take... Um, uh, I have an, uh, my car, the Toyota play, I can burn an MP3 disc mm-hmm. so I can make like, you know, a disc that has like 70 songs on it. Yep. I think I'm going to take um, Holland and Surf's Up and Sunflower and put in, fuck that car on a passion. <laughs> but put those three on one disc together and just really listen in the car and see if, uh, see how much these other two grow in me. Yeah. Because l- listening to the songs that you've picked, I have enjoyed uh, Surf's Up much more than I did. Yeah, I liked that and I liked yeah. Holland. <clears throat> Kyle, so I was um, talking to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in general, those records suffer from the fact that they're by the Beach Boys. Yeah. And if they were a band with any other name or, you know, had the Beatles stayed together and those were the albums they put out. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Beatles broke up? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think the news Did just came out. Recently. I have not been on Twitter all day long. Two of them are dead. <laughs> did um uh do you have anything else from holland no that's that's it and uh i am so it it kind of goes south from, from here. here well i'm i'm so excited for kyle to see the next album coming. <laughs> i can't wait hold on i'm gonna look it up hold on this is uh it's called 15 big ones yep yep I can't even. Oh, God. <laughs> it looks like a poster for the Olympics. It looks like a poster that you would get in like one of those magazines at school. Yes. And you would hang this on. <laughs> and your- it would have a crease in the middle. Now, when I remember seeing this album when I was a kid, I would have been 1976. It's three years between albums now, too, mm-hmm. which is a big span for them. Yeah. So what happened in between this time? So the Endless Summer compilation. Yes. Out. Oh, and kicks ass. Yeah. So Capital, you know, wants some of that Beach Boy, sweet Beach Boys yeah. money. So they put this, they put this thing out, and it goes, it, it's bon- like double platinum, triple, pl- whatever it is. It's just massive compared to the new music they're putting out, and so they kind of retreat and yeah. and figure out what they're going to do next. And the, the result is this heaping pile of shit. And now, the, and now, when I again. Um, what was I going to say? When I saw this album when I was a kid and I saw the Beach Boys and 15 Big Ones, I thought this was a greatest hits album because yeah. it makes it sound like, oh, these are going to be their 15 biggest hits. No. No. <laughs> 15 Big Turds. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, it says not to be confused. Oh, never mind. I'm reading something wrong. Okay. 15 Big Ones. Yeah. I was just like, and this has a bunch of covers. Uninspired is what I call these covers. Yeah. Brian actually wanted to do all covers. So his, his idea was capitalize on Endless Summer by covering a bunch of 50s and 60s songs and kind of getting back to, uh, you know, the early 60s Beach Boys. And uh, it's just, a, it's a mess. I have, uh, I do like, I did like this song, It's Okay. Yeah, I brought that too. And because it, it sounds like, kind of like a classic Beach Boys, like 60s era. I'm not saying it's great. 
it's just in comparison it's to okay. what I from what I had to, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> from what I from what you have to choose from on this album, it's tough. I do have one more. Do you have another one, or do you have one? Uh, well, I brought two. One of them was "It's Okay." The other one is "Susie Cincinnati." And I have another one. We are bringing all the uh, original songs for the album. We're not bringing any of the right. crappy covers. Um, this is written by Mike Love, lead vocal by Mike Love. This is Everyone's in Love With You. Everyone's in love with you But you can't fall in love with anyone Still everyone's in love with you Though you can't fall in love with only one So many people have had a love Now we got Hal Blaine's on this album, Daryl Dragon's on it, Bruce Johnston's on it, but not a band member apparently. Right. Yep. Uh, Ricky Fatir, if I'm, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, he's in it. The uh, album cover, art direction, and logo was done by Dean Torrance of Jane he and Dean. Be fired. Wow, it's just abysmal. <laughs> Who had gone blind the year previous? <laughs> it's abysmal. There, uh, uh, we didn't really describe it. It just says like it looks like a like a jukebox with the. It's got Olympic rings. Yeah, Olympic rings with five of them in it. Yeah, five of them, and they're just like a like a black background, like yeah, a like, bad like, headshot. Yeah, they all have their thick And one thick of them's turned beards. to the left. Yeah. Like one of them's Yeah, Al Jardine profile. is looking the other, the opposite way of everyone else. As usual. Well, it, he was sick that day, so they told him to turn to the side. <laughs> he had a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> but that, this is kind of the logo that they use mm-hmm. until now. That's yeah. the Beach Boys logo. That is it. Uh, what do you think of that? That's okay, but the rest of it's, I mean, I don't like the bees. It's a, it just looks like half-ass neon. Yeah, it's um again, Reprise is thinking, did we, did we spend our money wisely on getting the seven, you know, getting these later? Even though there's some like we said, there's yeah. some good stuff in there. Um all right, should we move on? <laughs> we we should. This album goes gold also. I think because like you said, because Endless Summer, they're riding high on that. Yep. So here comes new Beach Boys. Hey, let's buy it. Yeah. Plus, I, people might have thought it was the greatest hits. Thought it was the greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> plus, they, plus they, you look at it and you go, oh, rock and roll music. I know that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, Chapel of Love, Palisades Park, Blueberry Hill. But it's like, yeah, but those aren't Beach Boys hits. Yeah. Yeah. This next cover, I do not care for either. <laughs> I can't wait to see. The album's called Beach Boys Love You. And it's like, it's like cross-stitched. It's like a... 
It's okay. I, it, I don't mind it's it like because an, it, it's like a homemade oven mitt. I don't mind it because it, it looks like kind of pixelated and it, like retro y kind of now looks like a video game, but I know that's not what they were going no, for. Right. It was, in, going for like it was in 77 was yeah. when that was made. Right. Looks like they're Nana made it. Yeah. They have weird like <laughs> eagles in the corners. Oh, by the way, 15 Big Ones was produced by Brian Wilson uh, solo, as is this album, mm-hmm. Love You. Yep. Um, mm, this one. <laughs> what do you, what, I don't even know what to do. So this was actually supposed to be a Brian Wilson solo record. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't really going to fly with a record company. They, they wanted it to be Beach Boys. So it is, it's a little all over the place. Um, I, have a, I have a couple from there. I, I may only play one of them. Uh, I, this first one, I just, it, we just, we used to love playing at late night. Uh, when I worked at my college radio station, we would just get, what was a, your DJ name? We just got a giggle out of it. Um, I, I was just Kevin. I didn't use the last name cause it was kind of this is Kevin. This, yeah. Everybody late night with Kevin. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Coming up, we got something from the <laughs> beach boys. Love you album. Yeah. It's called Johnny Carson. Dig this. It's behind his microphone. This is a weird owl song, right? <laughs> Johnny Carson. He speaks in such a manly tone. That, that might not be true. Johnny Carson. Neil Diamond's version is pretty good, though. Johnny Cousins. This, this says, in 1981, a publication called Musician, Player, and Listener wrote, In the bargain bins, this album collected dust. But that 1977 release is Brian Wilson's most ambitious and successful work of the decade. It ranks with Fleetwood Mac's Tusk, Steely Dan's Katie Lied, and Neil Young's Zuma as the best California rock album of the decade. No. No. No, not at all. No. No, I'm not. I al- Soon after that magazine went out of oh publication. <laughs> I also had Johnny Carson play my version, though, Kyle. <laughs> also play for me um, any of the other two I have from, uh, from this. Hey, you. It's a seagull stinkeroo. Honking down the gosh darn highway. It's funny because this is a Ray Stevens song. I also had a seagull stinkeroo off 15 big ones. That The song called That Same Song. Yeah, <laughs> play that real quick. You don't have to play the intro. Just jump right into this. Well, back in time with just a rhythm and rhyme, Gregory and Chance were a real big thing. Uh, they took that <laughs> chant and added harmony. It was a different sound, but had the same meaning. All right. I know you don't have to write every song that comes to you, <laughs> or you don't have to release every release it. Maybe sing yeah. it in the shower. Billy Joel just wrote 10 songs and would release the 10. Mm-hmm. He was fine with that. 
it is, it's, it's crazy how much music that these guys wrote and recorded. Yeah. And it's, and it, there's a lot of, it's all over the map. It, it is. Yeah. There's, um, actually the, the next song I have is from what was supposed to be the follow up to this album. It was called adult child. Um, Brian's idea was to do a big band, kind of like a big band album. This is going to be new to me. I can't wait. Uh, so this, this actually, this song didn't show up until the uh, good vibrations box set in 93. Uh, it's called still I dream of it. Time for supper now Day's been hard and I'm so tired I feel like eating now Oh boy Smell the kitchen now This would be a great Neil Diamond song <laughs> my thoughts are Yeah, vocally it's on par Still I dream of it Of that happy day when I can say I've fallen in love and in Wow, that's rough. I don't I don't mind that song, actually. I think there's uh I think it'd have been worked on a while and maybe those lyrics weren't quite so literal. I think the vocal's rough though. Well that's so that's where his his voice, this is where it, it really drops. Okay. And he starts to sound like this on a regular basis. What happened? It's just, just the, the drugs, drugs and the weight. Mm -hmm. He would fluctuate with drugs, the weight. The, mm -hmm. You know, there's stories of him. Uh, there was a story of Roger McGuinn going to his house for them to work on a song together. And they were kind of banging it out at night. And then Roger like went to bed and he got up in the morning and he was still, Brian was still at the piano, like working, working on, this, on it, working on the song. Yeah. And it was probably something they never even released. No, I think it's on 50 big ones. Oh no. <laughs> Wait a second. I gotta Is it, there's a song called it's called Ding Dang. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So that's Roger McGuinn is the co-writer. Oh, it's not <laughs> what? Kyle's passing me the wire. <laughs> We've gotta hear it now. Where is it? No, also, it's, it's called it, Ding Dang. It's not on that album, but it but hold on, but I have it. Hold on. Hold on, I go to songs. If I type in ding dang, it's gotta come up, right? Oh my god, there's 15 songs called Ding Dang. It's no, it's on the Love You album. Right. Here we go. It's right. 59 seconds long. They wrote it all night long. <laughs> Second for each hour. Holy crap. Worth it. It's that's zero. Like, that's like when you stay up all night and write a shitty paper. <laughs> yeah. You, still, you turn it in, though, because they certainly did. <laughs> yeah. They turned this thing in. A D? All right. I did it pretty well for all just right. staying up all night and working on that. I could have failed, but I didn't. Uh, all right. Uh, so before we get to the next um, Beach Boys album, Dennis Wilson puts out a solo record in 1977. It's called Pacific Ocean Blue. So I think it's considered a lost classic. Mm -hmm. Um Really, really good top to bottom. Uh, and I, I picked a song from there called uh, River Song uh, that was written for the Beach Boys. They never did it, so he did it for no, a solo. They album. did Ding Dang. <laughs> Walking down by the river. 
sounds good on that one. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's, that's Dennis. That's, that's Dennis. the drummer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. The um, that was on the Caribou label, which was Chicago's label mm-hmm. for a while. Yep. Uh, Robert Lamb of Chicago sings some background vocals on there. Yep. Uh, Dennis married Robert Lamb's ex-wife twice. Karen Lamb Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's got to <laughs> that's got to be a bone of contention, I would assume. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, they brought how cranky how Blaine was brought in. Yeah, it's really it's it's a really good. Um, I love it. Yeah, I think it, it had to have been really out of left field, you know, for Dennis who obviously did some really great songs on the albums, but I don't think it was ever thought of as the as a front man. Right. Um, no, they dismissive of Dennis. Yeah. Probably jealous. He was great looking. Yeah, best really, looking guy. Right. De- definitely the best looking in the band. Had the best hair. By the way, Mike Love's name is really Mike Love. Yeah. That's really his last name. Yeah. A lot of people would probably think, you know, that that same with Neil Diamond. That's his name. Yeah, that definitely sounds made up. It's so made up. He he was toying with made up names in the early days. One of them, he was going to be Ice Cherry. (laughs) That's horrible. I didn't make that up. That sounds like a porn name. Oh, you think that's what he's doing? Maybe his career was going a different way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Now this next thing, explain this to me. Tell me a little bit about this. What we're going to see. Yeah, so here. Yeah. This is called MIU album. And that stands for Maharishi International University. Yep. It's in Iowa. It, it's in Iowa as as you yep. as you would think. Yep. That's where I mean there's a lot of uh, surfing there. <laughs> there is. Oh, that's an actual university, huh? It's a real thing. So he yeah, so Mike Love never really dropped the Maharishi and the transcendental meditation. There's actually they have several songs on their albums called Transcendental med- meditation TM. or TM song or yeah. um, so he's still very much into it and and so they they kind of it's it's really just yeah I defy I'd like Mick Jagger or maybe Paul McCartney to come up here and meditate <laughs> with me right now the Ronettes you want to meditate you hang with the big boys Sting was supposed to come up here and cross his legs but he's suing the he's other suing police the other police <laughs> sorry Kevin interrupted uh, you with tomfoolery yeah no that's. Uh, <laughs> So, so this, they start, they go to Iowa to record this and really it's just Mike and Al who show up. Uh, and then they try to, yeah, Al, Al Jardine, they let him produce this thing. Yeah. So Al produces it. Um, and, uh, they do eventually, you know, the other brothers do contribute, but, um, I mean, this, this is really where they expended a lot of their creative energy in the early part of the seventies. And, and we're, Yeah. Yeah, this is just, I, I picked one. Uh, so this is Carl Wilson vocal. Um, it's called Sweet Sunday Kind of Love. Where is it, Kyle? There's something special about it, just what I can't quite say. But there's no doubt that it's different from any other day. I also had this one. Yep. Then they do a they, they do a cover of Peggy Sue. Yeah, and that's that's a that's come th- on man. They're at that's really Brian's thing at this point in the seventies. He keeps wanting to do covers. He wants to do covers. He wants to, um, you know, try and recapture this sort of sixties thing. I think he's just, at this point he's with 
Dr. Landy, yeah. um, who basically is living with him 24-7 and, and just you know, has this very strange approach to therapy. And it's just, it's, it's really messing him up. I had another one on there, but I, it's, it's actually not great. <laughs> I, I have, um, I have the, the, the track that opens the album, She's Got Rhythm. I just thought that was fun and I didn't really like much else other than the, that song and the one you played. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another tough one. Okay. All now right. we're going to close out the seventies. Mm -hmm. Strong. No, <laughs> I don't even understand this album title. It's called LA and then in parentheses light album. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, I mean, what do you think of that album cover? It's not terrible. It's just like a bunch of postcards. Mm -hmm. This is um, this is produced by Bruce Johnston. Oh, Bruce is back. Hey, yep. Bruce. Yep, Bruce is back. The Beach Boys and James William Gersio, who produced all the early Chicago albums and Blood, Sweat, and Tear albums. So when I saw his name attached to this, I was I got excited. I'm like, oh, maybe this is the guy because they never really work with big outside producers. No. You know, like what would it have been like if um, Phil Spector would have produced a Beach Boys album? Yeah. Or if they would have asked George Martin to come across the pond and produce a Beach Boys album. They're always a, really a self-contained thing. Self -contained. And so because of that, if they do something great, they get all the credit. But if they do something shitty, they get all the credit. Right. So when I saw James Garcia, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And it's not. <laughs> what what it's, do you have from this? It's tough. There, there, are, there are a couple of good ones on here. Um, so the first was uh, a single. This was actually originally recorded back in 74, uh, back during the, the kind of dead period between Holland and 15 big ones. Um, and they did some overdubbing and, and rushed it out as a single because it, it does have a classic Beach Boys sound, a uh, good timing. Yeah, I had this one too. Because there's not much to choose from. John Bush from All Music uh, Review. Mm, I can't even talk. John Bush, a reviewer for All Music, says the Beach Boys ended the decade by releasing the worst album of their career. <laughs> a magazine called Music Hound just give it a woof. <laughs> uh, Kyle, play the other song I have from. I had that song, but I also had this one. Hey, yeah. It's a single stinkeroo. Yeah. 
Mama's Little Baby Love Shortening Bread. That's terrible. So, but Brian was obsessed with that song and was <coughs> trying to record and put a version of that song on a Beach Boys record for years. And, yeah. and they finally... They just said, this one's shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was literally his only song on that album. Otherwise, he's, he's not hey, on look, it Look, it's shorten it or nothing. <laughs> Jim Gersio plays bass on Good Time and, and on Shortening Bread. <laughs> also, former guest friend of the show, Richie Zito plays guitar as uh, one of the extra musicians on the album. Yeah, Brian is... Um, Who's on eye rolls in that song? <laughs> I, Brian doesn't sing anything on this album. Not even shortening Brian? No, he doesn't sing that. It says traditional arrangement by Brian Wilson. Carl Wilson and Dennis Wilson sing. Yeah, Brian doesn't sing anything on this. And Mike Love only sings one song on this. Yeah. This is a... This is a complete mess. It's a weird one. Uh, I did bring, I brought in another one. Uh, this is a, a Dennis Wilson vocal. And I guess, no, no, no. There's one, he's on one more album. I was going to say this might be his last record, but he's on one more. Uh, this is Angel Come Home. Okay. Song's not bad. Yeah, uh, you know, Dad, it's a bummer that you know that Dennis uh, died as young as he did because I I do feel like he he had a lot he had a, he had a lot in him that that was coming out in this at this period of time and then um, he was gone. Yeah, he was thirty nine. Yeah, and he drowned surfing. Uh, he, so is that how he? I don't know if he was surfing. I think he was. I mean, he was He's doing his whatever. Yeah, it's Some, something with water. I would assume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he was. Uh, I guess he was homeless at the time, and like crashing on people's couches. And, That's insane. You know, was uh, you know was high and went went out swimming, or and and that uh, was it. And that was it. Let's kick off the '80s with a bang, right? Yeah. Th- this puts it nicely. It says he was living a nomadic life. Okay, oh. that does that does put it nicely. <laughs> now this next album cover, I really dig what they were going for with this album cover. The keeping the summer alive. Do you see it yet, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, I see it. I like that. Yeah, they're in a snow globe. They're in a snow globe, and it's all sunny in the snow globe. But yeah. they're it's but it's snow around. They're in like the Ar- Antarctic. Arctic or uh, Arctic. Yeah, we can't say it. Arctic. They're in the Arctic. <laughs> a penguin is watching. Yeah. Them. And this is keeping the summer alive. Uh, I don't like one thing on this album. Not one. Huh? I don't like one. <laughs> All right. And they do. They do a. They do a cover of "School Day." Ring, ring goes the bell that's by Chuck a, Berry. That's really bad. Jesus. Yeah. And Bruce Johnston produces this. Did none of the other guys wanted to produce this? I guess. 
I don't know. Let Bruce do it. Yeah. <laughs> is Bruce in the band right now? I guess he so. Is. Yeah, I guess he is. He is back in the band full time. Um, I mean, I don't. This. Well, I brought the I brought the title song. Okay. What Muppet is doing the duh, duh, duh. <laughs> The single was going on. Yeah, was the single. It went to number eighty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. eighty for the eighties. Yeah. I, uh, so did you? Uh, did you recognize the uh, <coughs> guitar solo? Mm, I did not. It was Joe Walsh. Oh, and that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and then that that song was co-written by Randy Bachman. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. So a lot of a uh, lot a lot more a lot more outside collaboration. A, a lot of people trying to come in and give the Beach Boys yeah. a hit. Yeah. I did, I did bring a song off of it, Kyle, if you want to play. That's yeah. this song that I brought. This is called When Girls Get Together. It's a horror movie. And they have a pillow fight. And their cycles sync up. I think I've heard this on a merry-go-round. <laughs> it's 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 abysmal. It, it's like if you put the song that's underneath the Lady and the Tramp scene on a slower <laughs> speed. <laughs> All right, so what? I mean, what do you what do you say about what what are, what are your how thoughts? How has Jimmy Buffett never stolen this album cover? I know, right? Yeah. Maybe he should re-record all these songs. Living in Paradise. <laughs> like that, that's what it would be called, right? Like probably, yeah. What do you think of what do you think of this album? It's it's not it's not good. I mean, they I think another reason why the Beach Boys tend to be underappreciated is because they had this stretch at the end of the 70s into the 80s when I they just there's really no record from uh, 15 big ones through this one where all five or six guys are really together. You know, gotcha. it's kind of like one, you know, one's supposed to be a Brian Wilson solo record. And then they bring in, you know, a couple of the other guys or one of his is just a bunch of outtakes or re-recordings they did. They just, there's none of these are true beach boys albums. Yeah. They're, they're just, you know, for whatever reason thing is they're still, they're still out there touring. They're still, you know, booking big, big arenas yeah. and people are coming to see them because, you know, they're still the guys that did, you know, good vibrations. And because they could, they could just tour, they could just go out every summer. It's like, oh, it's the summer. Yeah. That's when we go see the Beach Boys. Right. All right. So they get signed. Uh, no, they don't. They're, they're still on Brother Caribou CBS. It's like the, it's like all these different divisions that they're on, but they release a self-titled album that's just the Beach Boys, mm -hmm. 1985. Now the pedigree for this is, it's produced by a guy named Steve Levine, who produced all the all the 
uh, first couple, first two or three Culture Club albums. Yep. So they thought, so there's there's a guy that knows what he's doing. He's yep. got hits out there. And it's got, uh, it says Gary, um, Gary Moore plays guitar on the whole album. Yeah. Or on a, maybe on a couple tracks. But he's on it. Ringo's on it. Yeah. Um, Stevie Wonder's on it. This this is the stupidest thing you'll ever hear. My favorite Beach Boy song is on this album. Oh. And I've played it on this show many, many times, and I don't know why I love it so much, but I do. And it's the single, yeah. Get You Back. I love this song. That went to number 26, and on Adult Contemporary in the U.S., it went to number two. Yep. So, I mean, a big improvement as far, I mean, not maybe not a big improvement over, uh, you know, some of those albums that we talked about, Holland and that. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as charts, they're, yeah. they're, they're back. Yeah, it's very much a, a comeback album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, um, I do like this a lot better than the last, you know, four or five that we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I brought, um, I brought, uh, <coughs> and uh, boy, George co-writes a song on here. So that's the one I brought. Oh, passing uh, friend. Passing friend. Okay. sounding it's it's basically a culture club song yeah with carl singing instead of boy george yeah all um roy hay who is the guitarist for culture club plays all the instruments on that track so oh, wow. it literally is a culture club and he co-wrote it with uh yep. boy george or yep. george o'dowd and um and this is the first album without dennis since dennis has passed mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it does, you know, it brought the, I mean, they were on MTV. I know there was a video for Get You Back, so that was something new for them. Yep. And, um, yeah, so this, you know, at least put the Beach Boys name back out there. It did. It's, it's, uh, it sounds very 80s. Yeah. There's no question. Every, um, every song on here just has that, that 80s production sheen. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a significant improvement over you know, the MIUs and LA light albums of the world. And do you like this album cover? I do like this album cover. It's just, it's really simple. Mm -hmm. Just says beach boys over top of a, you know, beach, sand, water, simple. And then there's, there's no denying what's on that album. Nope. (laughs) Now then we come up, uh, 1989. Oh, he has another song. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, before, yeah. So, um, so in, in 1986, they, uh, they release as a single their version of California Dreamin', uh, which then gets referenced uh, in Punk Rock Girl. 
uh, by the Dead Milkmen, but I, I actually always really uh, like this version of the song, and Roger McGuinn uh, plays the 12-string on it, so... I do like this version too, and yet I yeah. find it very hard to listen to any music now that uh, that uh, <clears throat> excuse me that uh, John. Um, why am I not thinking of his name? Oh, John Phillips. John Phillips wrote. Yeah. Yeah. He's such a not a good, good not a good dude. Yeah, creepy. But I do like this version. Yeah. And the sky is gray. Who's that singing? That's Carl. That is Carl? Yeah, so it's Al at the start, and then I think it's it's great vocal by Carl. Just love the yeah. way those two guys sing the song. Where did together. that song appear? What was uh, that on? Uh, just a, it was just a single. Just a single. Mm-hmm. They made a, a video, actually a pretty cool video. John Phillips is in it, though. <laughs> so you won't be watching Terrible. it. Terrible. Uh, and then uh, one more thing. So before we get to the to eighty nine, okay. So out of and I, you know, I remember this because uh, this was you know my senior year of high school, first year of college. Out of nowhere, Brian Wilson comes out with a solo album. Yeah, and he hasn't he hasn't really contributed to a Beach Boys album in years. He's on the the you know the Beach Boys the eighty five release, but he doesn't he you know out of nowhere he gets signed to Sire Records. They pair him up with uh, Andy Paley, who was a staff producer. He gets Jeff Lynn's on this, Elliot Easton's on this, Terrence Trent Darby is on this, and I think it's fantastic. And doesn't doesn't Landy get a producer credit on he it? He does. He gets co-writing credits and exec. Not anymore. So now, if, uh, newer releases of the record, his name isn't on it. Um, so that another lawsuit. It was a reverse of the Mike Love. All right. They had to sue Eugene Landy to get his name off of things. But he still keeps all the money that he made previously from it, right? Probably, yeah. Um, but I just I think this album's great from top to bottom. Um, so I brought one uh, called Melt Away. Also, friend of the show, Elliot Easton plays guitar on this yep. album. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> friend of the show. I didn't say he was a friend of the show, oh, okay. to be fair. Yeah, you got to add that in. <laughs> um, also, Tr- Terrence Trent Darby. I heard him say that. <laughs> I don't know. So, okay. So here we go. It's 1989. And the Beach Boys are going to have a number one single. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. From a movie that's not a good Tom. We love Tom Cruise. This is not a good Tom Cruise movie. I don't think this probably holds up at all. Have you seen Cocktail, Kyle? No. Then maybe we need to see it. <laughs> maybe we need to see the bartender movie. Mm-hmm. Great bartender, Tom Cruise. Went to bartending school, learned everything. Kokomo. Yeah. I did not know that this was also co-written by John Phillips. Yes. I did not know that. 
This is on the, this is on the cocktail soundtrack. That was a huge soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Big. Let's hear it. <clears throat> I like it. I don't. It's one of the it's one of those cheesy songs I like. Is the band on this, or is it just Mike Love and a studio musicians? Here's the thing. If you're a, if you're if your favorite band of all time is the Beach Boys and it's 1989 and this comes out and it goes to number 1 you you have to like it, right? You have to be happy for your favorite band. No. No. <laughs> no. I didn't like it then. I don't I don't like it now. Not even like for a kitsch factor. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh it's it just feel you know, I know like that late 70s stuff is not good, but it, at least I guess you could kind of behind the scenes see that there was some inspiration or they were trying to do something. Okay. This song is just such a blatant commercial grab. I, I just don't like it at all. Now, I don't, um, I could I could send it to you. There's actually, so the, the history of that song is originally it, John Phillips wrote it alone. Okay. Um, and no one, and it's... Um, it's actually not a bad kind of more of acoustic sounding version. And, okay. and it didn't have the Aruba Jamaica hook. So that's Mike Love. So he basically, you know, found this, this thing that John Phillips had, had written and then added the hook on it that turned it into okay. a hit. Um, but no, I just, yeah. Now a cover of the song appears on the Muppets album, Muppet Beach Party <laughs> with Kermit the Frog as lead. You want to see if you could find that, Kyle? Uh, sure. Then there's going to be a Spanish version that Brian Wilson actually does sing on. We're going to hear, try to find that, but let's see if we can hear Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. They're, they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts. Mm, I'm going to sing Kermit-like. Off the Florida Keys. These are some really racist looking Muppets in this. Oh, I'm sure Jeff Dunham designed those. That's where Wanna go to get away from it all? Bodies in the sand. This Muppet Beach looks nicer than the one in the David Lee Roth. Let me ask you something. How good would a frog do if I took it to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> I just toss a frog in the middle of the sand. How's he gonna fare? Oh, awful. All right. So try to find. Uh, I guess there's a Spanish Spanish language version. Brian Wilson, who did not perform in the original recording, did later contribute vocals to the Spanish language version. Can you find that? Mm. That's got to be out there. World Wide Web. Internet. All right. This says Spanish version. Whether this is him or not. Well, I let's don't. hear. I'll hear it anyway. Undeniably great. I don't think that's the Beach Boys. Though. It doesn't sound like them. <laughs> that was a, that was a close oh, nice try. You failed. Yep. You failed us. 
Uh, and then, so then they released this album called Still Cruisin', which is uh, it's a patchwork of all different crap. That's Still Cruisin' from Lethal Weapon 2. I don't know what that song is at all. Can you find that? I, I didn't even know they did a song on yeah, Lethal I Weapon 2. I remember that one. This, this, uh, this record, it's all songs from soundtracks. So it's, it's either songs that they uh, created originally for soundtracks or it's some of their older songs that have been used in films. But that, that was the concept behind the album. When's that play in Lethal Weapon 2? The only song I like from Lethal Weapon 2 is the George Harrison song, Cheer Down. Yeah. It's yeah. a great song. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, Kokomo from Cocktail, Wipeout from the Fat Boys. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's a mess. <laughs> make it Bill from, make it big from Troop Beverly Hills. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I Get Around, Good Morning Vietnam, Wouldn't It Be Nice, The Big Chill, California Girls from Soul Man. Wow. That was just to, to get to 10. That was just to three. get to 10. Yeah. The, the, this is a cash grab for sure. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is after Kokomo becomes a hit. Yeah, and can I say something? It yeah. worked. That goes platinum. Crazy. A million copies of that sold <laughs> in the USA. The singles were Kokomo and then Tutti Fruity with Little Richard was the B side. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> then, then another single of Still Cruising, but with Kokomo as the B side. Oh, wow. And then somewhere in Japan with also Kokomo as the B side. Now they literally coast on Kokomo for a, about a for a decade. Yeah. The next thing that comes out is something you didn't even send me. No. That's how embarrassed you are. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for them. Summer in Paradise, and yet I don't know if I like or dislike that album cover. That's like it looks like a shirt you'd buy at the mall at a kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it, the cover, Kyle. It's, it's like it's just like a, a camera a, below the water surface. Yeah, so there's like a horizon, very high, the island in the background, and then just like a big whale, and then some stuff, and like sharks at the bottom that are not proportionate to the whale. It's all, and then just the logo and Summer in Paradise just slapped. Just jammed right on there. This should have been like a desert island, and that should have been written in, like, rocks. Let's be honest. This album should not have happened. <laughs> yeah. Now, it says not. it's a studio album, but it sounds like a live album. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, yeah, it's all... Um, I don't know what... It, it says... It, it's all, like, synthesize, you know, it's synthesizer backing tracks. There's not really any live band... It says here that Summer in Paradise was left out of Capitol's Beach Boys reissue campaign. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I think they just they like to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And and the, they they reissued Light album over this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, this is terrible, dude. Yeah, they so they they cover forever the the uh, Dennis Wilson one that we yeah heard with John Stamos singing it. Do you have that? Did you bring that? Oh no, no. no I'll find that. <laughs> you can find. And then here's what else is on it. Just so you know, they cover Hot Fun in the Summertime. They cover um, Remember Walking in the Sand. They cover Under the Boardwalk. And it's just a colossal mess. I don't know if I've ever heard John Stamos' uh, singing voice. Oh, you're about to. Oh, fantastic. I know he was with Jesse and the Rippers. It's 
Just the production just blows to high heaven. Wow. That sucks. Did you bring a song off this? I did not. I did. It was the one you sent me to torture me. <laughs> the title track, Let's Hear Summer in Paradise. Saturday Night Live's over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Colin Jost, <laughs> Michael Che, Keenan Thompson. Are they just referencing? It will be, it will be 16 years until the Beach Boys make any new music from 1996 to 2012. And that's when we get, uh, that's why God made the radio. Now this is a weird album cover because I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't know what's going on there. What is that? Oh, that's water. Oh, I like that album cover. I do like it now that I know it's water. How did you not? I don't know, but I will tell you this, and this is I'm going off on a tangent here. We did a, the police episode we just did. I've seen so many people post that they had never seen the faces on the Ghost oh, in the Machine album. You're all cover. dumb. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Two guys uh, this week. One guy. I'm 47 years old. I never saw those faces before. Maybe go now. get glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell well, you. When the album came out, he wasn't 47. Well, 2012 brings us our first new Beach Boys music in about 16 years. Mm -hmm. Is my math right? Yeah. This, we got Al Jardine. We got Bruce Johnston, Mike Love. David Marks comes back. Yeah, David's back. Brian Wilson. And then a bunch of other studio players, including uh, Jim Peter from Survivor, plays mm -hmm. ukulele on there. Yep. John Bon Jovi co-writes a song. Oh, for a second, I thought you meant the show Survivor. No, like, no, no, no. The guy in the show Survivor. No, no, no. When, you, when I say Survivor, the first thing you think of is the band that sings Eye of the Tiger. Oh. Uh, John Bon Jovi co-writes a song. He does. Of course he does. He does. He, he weaseled his way in there somehow. I have no idea how you get Brian Wilson and John Bon Jovi together. How does that work? Yeah. I, and and the, the, I didn't bring it, but the song he co-wrote doesn't, it sounds nothing like a Bon Jovi song. No. No, not at all. Um, so what, uh, I can't talk. What do you got? Do how do you feel about this album? I think it's really good. Um, I, you know, this is another one that, that kind of came out of left field, you know, hadn't recorded anything live in years. This came out, uh, in conjunction with their 50th anniversary mm -hmm. tour. Um, so they decided to go back in the studio and, and make some new, new music. And I, it's very good. Brian Wilson produces it. Brian Wilson produces. It, uh, um, they have, you know, the, the first part of the album is, is, is kind of a little more upbeat. And then the second, you know, I guess the second side, so to speak, is, you know, kind of goes back into more of like a pet sounds yeah. um, kind of feel. And it's, it's, I think it's great. 
um, for you know a band that's been around for 50 years to put out something like this at this point, I think is, is uh, pretty incredible. Are you sad that they didn't follow this up with another album? Because now it's been six years. You would think maybe they would do something else, but... Yeah, I... I, uh, I the think, band fell apart, though, too, right? Yeah, and I think the... I think the intention of this album was this was it. You know, this was gotcha. going to be the final Beach Boys album. This is the best we can do, and here it is. Yep. What do you want to play for us? Uh, I brought the title track. tune yeah i uh i brought the private life of bill and sue because friend of the show john cowsill plays drums on this one the private life of bill and sue can you dig what i'm telling you no one knows just why we care we see their faces everywhere the strangest story I don't know who Bill and Sue are. I don't know. I think they wanted to keep things private. Mm, mm. There you go. Yeah. The, they, had, they did a Beach Boys 50th anniversary reunion tour. Yep. But now there's actually two versions of the Beach Boys that tour. Brian has a version and Mike Love has a version. Right. Now that's tricky because Mike Love is more the voice of the Beach Boys than Brian is, right? Um, it's tricky. I mean... Yeah, I think... Certainly, you know, certainly their earlier 60s hits, Mike Love was the primary vocalist. So I think if he's going to do a nostalgia tour, that makes sense for him. And then I think Brian is doing, Brian's going out there and playing songs from Pet Sounds and and things like that and doing a very different show. And then even, so Al also has a band. Oh, God. What? (laughs) He's not with one of these other guys? I think he joins in with him from time to time, but, you know, like Al's kids are, you know, play with... Oh, this sounds like now. an Eddie Money situation happening. <laughs> I'm looking up. I want to see what Brian Wilson's current set list is. Okay, this is from August 25th. Short and bread's in there. Oh, it <laughs> might be. be. Ding, dang. So this is uh, August 25th, 2018. So like a month ago. He opens with Wouldn't It Be Nice. 
You still believe in me. That's not me. Don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder. I'm waiting for the day. I don't know these songs. It's all Pet Sounds. Let's go away for a while. It sounds like he's playing Pet Sounds in order, actually. Oh, yeah. Sloop John B., God Only Knows. Yep. I know there's... An, well, if you love Pet Sounds, then you love this. And then he, then he closes out, oh, you like this, Sail on Sailor. Yeah, and, and with, with Blondie, with Blondie Chaplin. Oh, okay. He's been joining him and singing, and singing with him. Uh, good Vibrations, Surfing USA, and Fun, Fun, Fun. Huh. That's what he's doing. All right, let's see what... Uh, you said Al Jardine has a band? I think so. I think it's called like Al Jardine and family or like he, he wanted to tour as, you know, the Beach Boys family. Oh, no, it, it says Brian Wilson, it, the tour he was just on was called Pet Sounds, colon, the final performances with Al Jardine oh. and Blondie Chaplin. Oh, okay. Now okay. well, let's see what the, see what this, the, the Beach Boys proper are doing. I don't know who's in this band. <laughs> this is from oh no oh, oh they just played they played in san diego tonight oh what are we doing here i don't know okay this have, is from have you seen the beach boys i i he have thinks not he might have i think i yeah i meant to ask my mom if she took me when i was oh, like a kid in the 70s because i have a i have a vague recollection that i may have seen them but i definitely have never on my own gone to see them you know it sucks kevin <laughs> is on the 20th they played at the los angeles county fair Last night, they played up in Santa Barbara. Come on. <laughs> I probably should have looked you that up. You could have gone. <laughs> I should have looked that up. And then tonight, they're at Humphreys. You could have went. We, we could have went we last night. Gone. Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> you probably didn't even think. You probably weren't even like. Well, never, I wouldn't never even gonna, think. No, I wouldn't even think that. They, I mean, I, I assume they went to I wouldn't have thought to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's what they're doing. See how this now. They play not a long set. Surfing USA. Don't Worry Baby, Little Honda, mm. Sloop John B, Wouldn't It Be Nice, In My Room. This says Forever with John Stamos. Oh, God. God Only Knows. I would have walked out. Dance, 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 Do You Want to Dance, Help Me Rhonda, Barbara Ann, Good Vibrations, Fun, Fun, Fun. 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> now look. If you're going with your kids and you just, but that's not a great set list. Yeah. Did you say they I'm do? I'm going to see John. Do they, they do God Only Knows? They do. Okay. So when they do that, they actually, they put a video of Carl up singing. Oh, that's, okay. that's what they do for that. So John Stamos Everyone doesn't sing a, that takes one. Takes a break. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. And it maybe, excuse me, wonder who's in that touring band with the Beach Boys. Uh, it doesn't, no, I guess it wouldn't. Stamos. I guess Stamos. We got John Cowsill. Mike Love. Mike Love is Johnston with him, maybe. Uh, maybe yeah. that would that would make sense. I'm gonna look this up. Is this fun for the listener? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> not at all. All right. Do you want to play anything else off? That's why God. Uh, no, that's it. I didn't okay. come here for ten minutes of lineup speculation. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, what? Where? <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> Now I have all the Beach Boys music with me right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you choose our playout song. What should we play out on? We can even play out with something we've already heard, but what would you, what do you think we should play out with? Uh, What's my, the quintessential Beach uh, Boys song? My, I didn't. Two different answers. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have it on my, I didn't have it on my list because I envisioned that the playout song would be Good Vibrations. 
and, but I did, so I screwed that you did. up. You really just, I mean, I, you know, I'm surprised I didn't get up and walk out then. Well, <laughs> would you think this could be the play out song? We're not playing it out yet, but could this be it? I hope Neil Diamond sings it. <laughs> ding, dang. Ding, dang. Ding, dang. Ding, dang. Let's think about this. What, could it, what should it be? Oh, they don't even plan their show. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. What didn't we play? Just it was gigantic. Screaming. Oh, he, okay. I, I think I have one that we didn't play. Yeah, I just I thought of, I thought of one too. Okay, what do you got? Uh, we didn't play fun, fun, fun. All right, and, I, and mine was catch a wave, but we'll go fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun seems the appropriate one. You know what? We I didn't have any. So what? Well, that's because you couldn't hear anything. I know. I only had fun towards the end because I was worried about you, Kevin. I was worried about. Oh, well, this, I appreciate this it. Fucks up. <laughs> How many funds do I have to type until it fucking comes up? You know what? I got to put a comma in there. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Disaster. <laughs> we are a rock solid show. Hold on a second now. <laughs> are we going to, now do you want me to play Joan Jett's version? No, I think you just played the Beach Boys version. Let's hear we, Joan Jett. It's today's her birthday. 60. Let's hear what this is like. Joan Jett made her career on covers. The same. It's just this. It's just what you. It's just what you'd expect. Straight yeah. cover. Um, we could, we can play this song in its entirety too. It's only two minutes and five seconds. Cool. All right, Kevin. Yes. Did you have fun? I had fun, fun, fun. No, thank, thanks a lot. This has been great. Cool. I've been looking forward to you, it for a long I time. I can tell you that you did college radio because you were not nervous. Well, some people come in here and they go, I'm really nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and you did great. Fantastic. Yeah, nice voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I did it, but yeah. I, it's like riding a bike, I suppose. I mean, I didn't hear your voice for the first two hours. <laughs> yes, that sounded okay. <laughs> I cannot tell you how nervous I was. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, you're on, uh, do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Yeah, they can. I it's K Hartbarger. It's H A R T B A R G E R. Uh, I'm I'm doing album a day. Yeah, this year. Is it taxing for you? Is it daunting? Or are you enjoying it? Um, I, no, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. What I've tried to do is come up with a theme every week. Uh, and this week I've been posting my favorite Beach Boys. favorite Beach yeah. Boys records. Uh, so I try to come up with a theme. Sometimes that's hard to do. But mm -hmm. Once I get a theme then it becomes very easy to come up with seven records that I'm yeah. going to listen to for the week. That's when I, when I was doing it, I did it. Uh, I tried to come up with a theme sometimes too. Like, Oh, oh we'll do a, a power trios or we'll do duos or we'll do, I think I did 10th albums. Cause, <laughs> cause you were like, Oh, who has, what, how many groups have a 10th album? Yeah. And it, you, you're like, Oh, okay. The Beach Boys, that was their third year. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's true. <laughs> um, what, uh, so, uh, yeah, and I'm glad you're doing it. I like when, I like when everyone, I like the people that are doing it and I like that everyone like is, uh, communicates and gets involved mm -hmm. and, and all that on social media. Yeah, so, it's been good. I mean, I've yeah. obviously gotten connected with you know, a lot of the other listeners by doing it and, um, Mike beats who listens to nine albums a day. <laughs> yeah. It's I, like, he, it's, uh, it's intimidating cause you know, especially if I know that I have one that I'm going to post after he's posted his whatever for the day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not a competition, though. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so say your Twitter handle one more time. Uh, it's it's at K Hartbarger. At K Hartbarger. Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson Funny. We are mm-hmm. Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Uh, RockSolidPodcast.com. It's where you can find everything. T-shirts, Patreon page. Yep. All that stuff. Episodes, all that good stuff. Uh, as of this record, tomorrow I'm going to... Uh, Ninja Picker's going to draw the name for these Steve Lukather biographies. Mm-hmm. A lot we, of people entered. Tons. Like more than any, I think more than almost. One of them was Steve Lukather. Lukather wants to win. <laughs> Michael Bagford's in there, guys. I'm telling you. Look oh, out. Boy. Look out for Bagford. He colludes with the Ninja Picker. But uh, He designed it. So all I want to say is uh, tons of prizes I, we give away here. And the ASAP Club, you get the episodes ASAP. This one you'll probably get tomorrow. I'll probably send this out. I'll try mm-hmm. my hardest. I only have two edits to make on this one, right? When I blew my nose before pet sounds and then when the file stopped. Yeah. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I apologize for my coughing and some things throughout, but other than that. <laughs> my general demeanor. My general demeanor, <laughs> my rudeness, and my lack of knowledge. But other than that. So anyway, Patreon page, get over there if you can, uh, as little as $2 a month and you can win prizes 50 cents an episode yeah. some months it's less oh it's 50 cents an episode forget nah, it forget it Not <laughs> worth it. uh kevin thank you for uh being here thank you for picking a great topic thank you i hope that uh, people learned a lot about the beach boys i know i did yeah and let's play out with some fun 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 thank you kyle and thank you kevin i'm so mm-hmm. glad my name is not kent you have to play it it's plugged into your computer <laughs> <laughs> play it kyle let's play it Well, she got her daddy's car and she cruised through the hamburger stand now. See, she forgot all about the library like she told her old man now. Radio blast and goes cruising just as fast as she can now. And she'll have fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes the TV away. Fun, fun, fun till her daddy takes the TV away. Well, where is the standard? Cause she walks, looks and drives like an angel.